What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Golden Beak Awards. The Golden Beak Awards, the inaugural, the inaugural award show for Bloke in a Bar. Now, it's brought to you by Bloke in a Bar. Grab a shirt at bloke.shop, one of the boys' shirts. The official tee of me and the Finchman's podcast is now available at www.bloke.shop. If you enjoy stuff like the Golden Beak Awards, if we, you know, if you want us to get bigger and better, please grab a shirt. I'm talking to you. I know you're thinking, eh, might not. Might, I might just cruise this time and and uh, just keep listening to the content. Honestly, this is how we keep everything going forward, guys. Uh, I hope I hope you enjoyed the content over the the last few years, especially this year. Uh, the only way that we can keep this going and keep this relatively ad free, so that you know you get not getting spammed with ads because. Uh, as I've said numerous times, we say no to hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of ads because I want to make so that you can just you get your content and you can listen to it without feeling like you're constantly being spammed by different companies that you know it's it's just there because of the pay or whatever. So grab a shirt from www.bloke.shop uh, is the best way for us to grow. And if you know if we continue going really well next year, we might even be able to do the Golden Big Awards, but live. Like, these are the plans that I have, guys. I got anyhow. I've just given away. I've just given away some of the plans I've got. God damn it. I'm speaking too much, as usual. Uh, or grab a case from Bloke in a, Not from Bloke in a Bar. Well, of Bloke in a Bar. At your local independent bottle uh, But as you can hear, I'm excited. I'm pumped. The first ever Golden Beak Awards. Next year, I hope to make it a live event. Like a sick live event for the fans. Not for the footy players, which obviously, if they, they want to come, they can come. But for the, the community of Rugby League, the community of Bloke, I would love to do a massive live show. Uh, next year, so I hope you enjoy the Golden Beak Awards. We put a lot of effort into it, uh, and it was really um, just a lot of fun. It's with the Hello Sport Boys, so make sure to follow Hello Sport on Instagram, Punters and Dribblers on Facebook. Subscribe to their podcast on any good podcasting app. But as usual, let's get straight into it, baby! Just a bloke in a bar. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the inaugural Golden Beak Awards, where we celebrate the highs, the lows, the pain, the glory of the 2021. NRL season. Stay tuned to find out who wins the coveted Golden Beak Award at the end of this incredible night of nights. There's an old adage that was brought to my attention earlier this year, an adage by the name of Eduardo Simsonia. He said, when in doubt, go hot. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, we've gone hot. Just a bloke in a bar. Welcome to the Night of Nights, the Golden Beak Awards. I have my esteemed guest with me, actually my analysts, really. Uh, professionals in their job. Professionals in really judging other men at pursuits that they may or may not be able to do. I've got Tom and Eddie, Eddie and Tom of Hello Sport fame. Look, we're well credentialed, Denon. Um, it's a pleasure to be here, Tom. Pleasure to be here with yourself as well at the Golden Beaks, the inaugural. Um, <laughs> to say I'm pumped would be the understatement of the year. Humbled. Humbled to be here. Honoured. Um, Honoured, yeah. Uh, Tom and I have dressed up for the occasion, obviously. Uh, I've slicked back the hair, and as Dan and so eloquently put at the top, when in doubt, go hot. So <laughs> I've gone hot tonight. Are you I'm a just... distant relative of uh, Eduardo? Look, he was a distant relative, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't often bring it up because um, I am a, hum- a humble <laughs> guy, but, you know, he was a great, great, great grandfather of mine, yeah. <laughs> a philosopher. Mm. That's right, yep. He understood men and women, Tom, and he understood the value of going hot, and that's been passed down through the generation. Is that on your family crest? It is. <laughs> go hot, When in doubt, is go hot, Yeah. Um, doubt, 
It's Latin That's for Latin when in doubt, go home. Uh, <laughs> if that went over your head. Does it okay. translate loosely to that? Loosely. Yeah. Loosely. <laughs> well, not loosely. It's almost word for it's word. A direct, <laughs> it's a direct quote. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it's a, we're off to a fantastic start. We're translating, you know, the Latin language for you. We're talking about philosophy. That's what we do here at the Golden Beak Awards. Uh, Tom, how have you been? Uh, look, I've been very well. Thank you. Um, I got frocked up. Thank you very much to uh, Tarot Cash for uh, dressing me today. <laughs> um, it's look, it's I've been, you know, putting my face on all day. I've, you know, getting pampered. I got my hair done. I uh, didn't wash it because shampoo's a fucking sham. Uh, but I did prepare myself meticulously, pubes trimmed, fluffed, if you will, and just ready to rip in. And just just to be clear, if shampoo does want to sponsor the Golden Beak Awards, we're open to it. We are open to we it. We don't agree with your product, but we're open to it. We're definitely open to sponsors. Will not wash my hair. I refuse. And if you look at it right now, why would I? <laughs> Could you say these are the two of the hottest in the game when it comes to, when it comes to the podcasting game? Two of the hottest in the game? Look, your word's not ours. Your word's not ours, Denon. But we will take the accolades yeah. when they come. Uh, you got to take them. you got to put them in the back pocket and you got to march forward. But A key yeah. to humility is being able to take compliments. Yeah. And, mm. you know, I'll take that. And I think also, I mean, hottest but follically gifted first, right? Proof that shampoo's a sham. Our hair does not quit. Our hair is basically the barometer for hair across the globe. And, I mean, if you want to throw in hot there, then we'll take it, sure. Look, it won't quit. I was brushing my hair before, my hair said to me, Oi, if you think I'm going to quit on you tonight, you got another thing coming. I'm like, I know you won't quit on me, but thanks for having my back. Well, speaking of hair, the first award of the night is actually one of the most coveted awards, in my opinion. It's uh, the shit chop of the year. Now, we have some tremendous, tremendous nominees here. We've got the great Dylan Brown, who, who went – Blonde and notoriously going blonde doesn't work, but he did actually play some good footy towards the end of the year. Look, he did, Denon, but I think the problem, well, not necessarily the problem because it's, it's got him in the running for the, the, the prize, the award, but he died at blonde and then I believe shaved off everything below his ears or even maybe below just the top of the scalp. So it was a, it was a bizarre look, but did the blonde help him when the whips were cracking? That's the question I'd be asking and I'll answer it as well. No, it didn't. <laughs> Never have. No. When the whips are a cracking, the blonde goes a walking. So you think that's going to be part of their review at the end of the year? The blonde hair going blonde in doubt may have hurt their season? Well, if they do it properly, if they do a proper, you know, in-depth re review of the season, mm. I think that it'd be sheer madness if they didn't uncover that little fact. <laughs> We've also got the great Ryan Pappenhusen. I mean, when we talk about iconic, he's gone the classical mullet, almost the extreme version of a classical mullet, but it's proof that what goes around comes around. The mullet was good in the 80s and then it went away for a bit, good in the 90s. It's back and it's back in a big way in Pappenhusen. 100%. He looks uh, like Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon. That's what I see when I look at him, but with a little bit – it's faster on the sides than Mel went, but certainly Lethal Weapon vibes. It's also – I don't think Pappy washes it. If I can, and sorry to be, you know, I mean, it is a hair award, so I think I can, you know, double dip on the shampoo rhetoric, but <laughs> it doesn't look like that's washed. That's what the hair, the shampoo would want you to believe, but that shit is au natural, natural oils from the scalp. And when he runs, it looks as graceful as a wild brumby in an open field, unshackled. What I like about Ryan is that he's made a bold choice because, I mean, a mullet is 
you know, par for the course, really, in today's fucking rugby league. But he's gone bold, really mm. bold. And you need to back that, up, back that up with bold footy, which mm. he has. Yes. So it's a big tick for me. Mm. It's a big tick for me. I was giving him shit when he destroyed Manly in the first <laughs> week of the finals. Yeah. But then I realised as I was going to sleep that night that, holy fuck, <laughs> he went bold and in doing so played bold football. He but also pairs the hair nicely with a sharp chin. Which mm. is a win-win. You kind, you kind of can't lose pairing a mullet with a sharp chin. Well, yeah, he's playing the mullet off the chin, and it works well. <laughs> when you play the mullet off the chin, it always works. It does. Yep. You got to have the. Chin. I haven't seen it not work. Put it that way. Well, if you've got the chin to do it, you got to have the. Got to have the chin. <laughs> now on to uh, Clint Gutherson, who actually sported a range of shit chops this year. Mm. Uh, he had the man bum for a period there. Then he went. I think he went shaved head for a period with there. With the ratty, so with he had he had man bun, but like with the back of it shaved, I believe. Mm. Then he went shaved head ratty, which was understated and elegant, I thought. Especially the area where he is, you know, he's representing Parramatta. Yeah, he knows his he knows his audience. Absolutely. What are your thoughts on the the shaved head ratty, or even the man bun, or even? Do you think that it may hurt him that he wasn't committed to one the whole year, or you actually appreciate his ability to change things up? I think it was I think it was smart footy to get rid of the man bun. The man bun has served no one in a good regard, I don't think. Mm. I find them insulting. <laughs> absolutely insulting. And so do the punter and the dribbler. I mean, there was a video that did the rounds on the internet where someone ran around cutting off man buns as people sat in cafes. Yeah. That's what we think of the man bun. But the ratty, on the other hand, I thought it was a great choice. If he started the season with the ratty, he'd be in the race for the Dalian. I wouldn't mind even... Or the Golden Beak. Or the Golden Golden Beak. Definitely not the Dalian. The Golden Beak. I would have liked to have seen Clint maybe go for a rat bun, which is just allowing that rat to be so big, it's just a bun. (laughs) A bun at the bottom. So just a rat bun. Or it ends in a bun. (laughs) It's just a big... Well, imagine a ratty, but thick and long and wrapped in a bun. A rat bun. Oh, so it's like a bun at the bottom of the neck kind of thing. Correct. Like a bakery bun? I mean, if we want Baker's Delight on board, I'm sure that they could make something, you know. No, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. The bakery bun where they wrap it up with a net yeah. at the bottom Like there. a scroll. Yes. Like a scroll at the end of his ratty. I like it. I like it. Look, I like that Gutho was willing to change things up. I like the fact that he tried mm-hmm. many different bold choices. Yep. Our last and final is Toby Rudolph. Now, his was just – I don't think this was attempted by him. It was more of a natural, aggressive mullet, long hair. I just thought that was pure man, to be honest. Yeah, it said to everyone in rugby league football, I don't fuck around. Mm. I do not fuck around. And if you want to fucking go, I'll go. That's what it said to me. It had some caveman vibes about it. Like, yeah, it did. pre-scissors being invented, where it was like, this is what, wait, unless, unless you've got a sharp rock handy yeah. that I'm going to be able to cut this thing off with, this is my life. And the way that he kept it, you know, like when he was playing, he just fucking taped it up. Like, and just for clarity, pre-scissors, but not pre-scissoring. Scissoring's been around long before the scissors. Scissoring actually was the inspiration for the scissors. Imagine if we were to do this but use it to cut things. Yeah. Uh, no, definitely not pre-scissoring, which, you know, Waterboy Matty knows all about. I think long line of scissors. Mm. Uh, but no. <laughs> he is Toby a long Rudolph, line. I think, sort of went with the caveman vibe. And then when he was playing, he just taped it up, which was like, again, I just need some sticky adhesive rope to keep this thing out of my eyes. I'll say this about, about Big Rudes. It looked to me like he could kill a lion with his bare hands. Mm. Now, I don't know if anyone else saw that, but that's what I was seeing. Yeah, I can see that. I can absolutely see that. I mean, as you said, the caveman, there was almost something primal about the way he played his footy even. Yeah. On and off the field. Yes. 
so yeah, we all appreciate a shit chop. Now, the coveted award, the first award ever given at the Golden Beak Awards, goes to. The great Ryan Pappenhausen. Congratulations, Ryan. Congratulations. I'd go along with that. I'd go along with that. Are you happy with that choice? I am. I am. Yeah. That was good. As I said, he played bold footy off the back of it. And look, if you're going to play bold footy with a bold chop, then you get the shit shot. <laughs> we will start off with positional. We're going to have a, Dal- uh, not a Dallium, a Golden Beak Awards. Apologies. I mean, I don't, I don't even know. We're going to actually, next year, we're going to have this over six nights mm. to try and compete. Yeah. I think so. With the Dally M's. Um, we're actually going to announce a nominee each night of the week and then the position each day of the I next week. I think that's week. good. Each night as well, it's a three-hour extravaganza to get up to that nomination. <laughs> we then give you the nomination and then it's another three-hour post-show and then we, we wrap. Why not? More content. Yeah. Just just lump the content on. <laughs> I'd, I'd, fuck it. Why not 14 days? Yeah. You know, you know what, what I mean? Be bold. We got, yeah, be bold. As, as Pappen Hughes was. Is it Housen or Hughes? It's Housen. It's Housen. So we've, we've been, been saying that wrong for quite a while now. You have. And and he actually... Can I, I say we? Because I feel like you do too. No, no, no. no we don't. We, we say Housen. You say oh, Housen. I won't be lumped there. No, we won't be lumped in the Housen chat. But wow. we also, on your podcast with him, he he, get, he explained to you that it was Housen. So not to really? get into... I mean, he's just been given an award, so we aren't disrespecting him, but maybe you have been for 26 weeks. Well, I just want to give an official apology to Pappenhausen for incorrectly pronouncing your name. To be honest, if you listen to his podcast... I do have a history of mispronouncing pretty much everything I read. That is correct. Um, so I guess I deserve a little bit of a pass. It's not specifically against Papineasen. It's just the fact school. that uh, Tom thinks I didn't finish school um, because he likes to discriminate against people that look like they don't finish school. Yeah, and it was backed up by the fact that you can't pronounce names. <laughs> <laughs> now, now on to the, the, the fullback nominees. We have Tom Travojevic, mm. James Tedesco, Nico Hines and Latrell Mitchell. Speak to me, boys. What, what do you think? What are your thoughts about those four nominees? Is there anyone I missed out on? Is there who's really standing out to you? Who you know do you feel is improving? Look, there's notable names on the list. In fact, that list of names is as elite as you're likely to find in rugby league football. But it's a one horse race. Yeah, where I'm sitting, it's a one horse race. Mm. Now, there's some fucking good rugby league players on that on that list. Fuckable, fuckable rugby league players. But only one of them. You could basically make an immortal right now. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Only one of them. I tell you what, it's also is having the greatest season of all time, and that would be Tom Trebovich. Thank you, Tom. Obviously, great respect to the other nominees, and we don't know who's won this award. But as I run down the list, I find myself looking at everyone else and going, "Eh, you're not Tommy." I will say it is a flex from Melbourne to have two nominees in there as fullbacks. Well, they've only got one. Oh, sorry. I thought Pappenhausen was in there. Forgive me. I didn't read my notes. <laughs> <laughs> did you finish school? I did finish school, okay. but I didn't do fantastically well. So. <laughs> Look, if, you were, if, you, if that award was best fullback of the year that had consistently wet hair, I'd be like, okay, sure. Give it to Nico Hines. Yes. That's fine. Mm. That's sweet. But at least going off the notes, which I have read, that's not what's said. No. It's best fullback of the year. And it's a one-horse race. Now, I don't know who's won, but if it isn't Tom Trebojevic, <laughs> I'm going to be fucking ropeable We're and out. I may walk. It's part of our contract. We'll walk. We'll walk out of here Have at it any walk. moment. Look, Have honest, it a walk. The fullback position 
It probably has the most throbbers in it, really, when you think about it. All yeah, these yeah. players could have... Trevojevic has been fantastic, but you do have to factor in Nico Hines, essentially his first full year of footy. Mm-hmm. Which he, is fine. He had about a million try assists. He was playing six, he was playing one, he was coming off the bench. A lot of people, you know, he was in between reserve grade and first grade at the start of this year, and yet he's come out and got a nominee on the fullback. That's got to count for something. It absolutely counts for something, but ultimately it counts for nothing. And a guy like a big fella like Latrell, he does some stuff that a lot of people can't do. If, I think if he played more footy, it would be it'd be closer. But and obviously James Tedesco leading a absolutely decimated Roosters side uh, to the finals. But it gives me great pleasure to announce the fullback Golden Beak Awards of the year is. There we go. There we go. There we the go. The great Tom Trebojevic. Congratulations, Tommy. Congratulations, Tommy. Thank you, Dior. You are looking fantastic, son. You look beautiful. You are looking fantastic. (laughs) Look, I couldn't be prouder. Mm. In some ways, I feel like a father figure of sorts to Tom. Tommy Um, has three dads. He's got John and he's got me and Eddie. Yeah, he does. It's 2021. Mm. He does. Um, It's a modern family. And look, you know, obviously every night... Tom and I spent a fair bit of time on the phone to Tommy, just helping him out with his game, where we see you know improvements to be made, motivating him, getting the best out of also him. Also, just how to be a man in a twenty twenty one world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Like how to carry yourself, how to interact. Yeah, how to shave. Yeah, how to look after your body. How to eat properly. We you know. shaved him. Yeah. Oh, really? We 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 shaved him. <laughs> where? Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> At the start of the year, mid-year, or every day? Every start of the year. Start of the year. We've, and, then, and then we've had to do it over Zoom a lot of the time now, yeah. but like initially it was face So you taught face. him how to shave as well? Yeah, yeah. taught him how to shave. And how to shave. Jesus. Yeah. That's fucking really interesting. Look, father figures. Mm. I mean, that's what you do. <laughs> that's what you do as a father. Yeah. You play your role. Shave your sons. <laughs> On to winger of the year. Four nominees. The Fox, Alex Johnson, Brian To'o, Ruben Garrick. Who is, who's standing out for you boys? In the Golden Beak Team of the Year, uh, a hell of a hell of a group there. It a hell is. of a grouping. It's a beautiful grouping. Off the top, I would say this: the theme for tonight's show has been "When in Doubt, Go Hot." And running an eye over those are those wingers there. There's one name that stands out above all: head and shoulders, head cheeks and are sh- cheeks above. Cheekbones uh, above. Cheekbones up here. You know what I mean? Definition for days. Uh, Manly's own Ruben Garrick, who broke the point scorer's record this year with a number I don't even know. It was so bloody well, high. Well, it's, it's north of 300. Let me just put it that way. And when you score a north of 300 with chin bones that won't quit, mm. from where I'm sitting, that's a guaranteed W, Tom. I'm pretty sure that... I mean, people are still looking into it. I think it's geologists to do your own research into who does this shit, but they're actually trying to work out whether Ruben's cheek's now higher than Everest and what that means just for mountaineering in general and, you know, highest places on the earth. Well, what it means for geography. Geography. You know, you know Nepal's always claimed fucking Everest. Now it's like, sorry, Nepal. Sorry, Nepal. Probably going to start claiming it on the peninsula. Yeah. Sorry about that. Northern Beaches at the highest peak. But look, it's not – there are great nominees there. There are some other hot nominees there. Brian To'o comes to mind, the fat dick on the flank. Um, king of the PCMs King well. of the PCMs. Look, Ripped I mean – and Ted for his state. Yeah, that needs to be mentioned. He has eaten PCMs for breakfast, post-contact meters, for those that don't know what the fuck we're talking about. 
and has had one of the great seasons I've ever seen out of a winger. He's been a rugby league handful, almost impossible to tackle. He trucks fucking nut all day long. He represented his state with aplomb. Mm. That's aplomb. The, the great state of New South Wales, which we won, by the way, 2-1, if you'd forgotten. Okay, and Brian played a big role there, a huge role. Yep. So he's had a fucking stellar season. Stellar season. And you've got the Fox and Johnston, who deliver again and again and again. Also, I'd like to special mention Tupu on the wing for Roosters. Yep. yep. He, those Tupu, Fox, and Johnston, they've been delivering for many a year, so you can't write that off. But the wingers for the Golden Beak 2021 Team of the Year is and are... Brian Tooff and Ruben Garrick. That's incredible, good. incredible year by these guys. Incredible year. Thank you, Dior. Thank you so much. Thank you, Look, I'm comfortable with that. At the end of the day, I'm comfortable with that. I think that's a fantastic choice. I think it's a fantastic choice. Because you, you can't go past one over the other, I don't think, really. Well, like, you, if you've been fair dinkum with yourself, Tom, it's hard to. It is hard to. You can't, you can't not give it to the highest point scorer. In Ruben Garrick slash Biggest Cheeks, but you also can't go past Brian to of PCM Machine. Now, some people might be like, "What about the Fox?" I'd say this: No. <laughs> With all due respect, obviously. With all, With due, all due respect, respect it's nothing it's against him. It's just well, no. Well, it's, it's just no. a no. It's just a no. Sorry about that. Now, on to one of the most. I think this could be this could become a fan favorite. To be honest, Brain Explosion of the Year. Now, we have some fantastic nominees uh, this season. We've had some real humdingers. We've yep. had some real situations that we couldn't believe actually happened. Um, but our first nominee is Kane Evans, twice, really. Uh, decided to punch Will Chambers. Mm. Um, who else decided to punch? Matt Lodge, I believe. No, they're in the same team. That'd be weird, but yeah. it would be a brain explosion. That would be it. You know, uh, Jared would be. Wallace. Jared Wallace. I think it was maybe Will Chambers twice. Anyway, it was a brain explosion of the of epic proportions. But the thing here at the Golden Beak Awards, we're not like other award shows where ooh don't look don't look at the bad stuff. Ugh. No, that doesn't promote our game really oh, well. No, we love mind. this shit. Give me brain explosions. Give me bed shits. Give me all that kind of stuff. I'd much prefer an exploded brain than one that hasn't exploded. Put it that way. What's rugby league without a fucking brain explosion? If you mean. It's part real. of the fabric of the game. Mm. It happens. You can't exploit, expect blokes to go out there and run fucking as hard as they do at each other for 80 minutes of football and not have a fuck up every now and then. I also think for Kane Evans, you could throw in the third brain explosion of snap some cunt <laughs> from the bench. Was he 18th man? He wasn't even playing the game. <laughs> Written on his wrist. Written on his wrist. And let's be clear, we loved that brain Was explosion. Was it fold some cunt? Fold some cunt. That's what it said. Fold <laughs> some cunt. That's rugby league. Wasn't even rugby. playing. Wasn't, wasn't even, even playing. <laughs> fold some cunt. On the arm. Bang. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. He had to write that and see it and then think nothing of it. Just go, yeah, it's cool. Play on. <laughs> and that's, you know, here at the Golden Beak Awards, we embrace all of rugby league, not just the fake good side. We've, we embrace all of it. So Kane Evans, like, props to you for mm. bringing such yarn and narrative to a season that, you know, to be honest, had already a lot of yarn and narrative. But this really, to, to, to me, this, this brought it to a whole new level. Well, Punching blokes, folding cunts. His, his contract basically was just justified in marketing dollars by, by his actions. You know what I mean? <laughs> the NRL's just going, yeah, sweet. That was fine. Perfect. <laughs> Second nominee is Jermaine Asako versus the Dragons. Had an unfortunate uh, brain explosion. Now, this was more of the just the unfortunate kind, just making errors in, in, a, in a big match. So 
this wasn't the funny kind where, you know, he gets to punch someone. This is where, you know, we get a try scored on us because of an error. So mm. we've got Jermaine Asako, unfortunately, with a brain explosion. Then we've got Justin Olam thinking he dropped the ball, then throwing the ball away, but there was no whistle. Uh, that was against the Rabbitohs, am I correct? No, that's a good old fact. That's, that's in between the Kane Evans and Asako in funniness. Like, it's obviously an error, but that's fucking hilarious. Thoughts? It, yeah, he, it's... It's an error, like it's it's rugby league mistakeism, but it's also just oh my brain's exploding in my head right now because <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on. And then to throw the ball away, you're like oh Jesus Christ. And then you just it's like oh I bet you feel like a dum dum right now. Like there's nothing bad. It's it's just a great it's a good honest brain explosion. But I bet you feel like a dum dum. Well, it's like when your computer glitches or you get the spinning wheel of death on a Mac, and it's like That's okay, exactly it. I'm just I'm short wiring here. <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing I can do about it. And then when you come to, you're like, holy fuck. (laughs) That was unpleasant. (laughs) Now, on to the last nominee, Lachlan Lewis of Bulldogs fame. (laughs) Now, this this may go down as one of the greatest brain explosions of all time. Uh, So him and Cody Walker had a bit of back and forth. They're walking off the field. Just a yarn back and forth, typically. Happens when, you know, there's a bit of friction between halves. And Lachlan Lewis decides to judo sweep Cody Walker from behind. Thoughts on that brain explosion? Well, look, the technique was good. You're, you've, you've got a judo background. I have a judo orange belt with at least two stripes on it from uh, back in the, the late 90s. Uh, Still so, got yeah, the belt? Fucked somewhere. I better. Otherwise... Do you wear it to bed? No, I don't. But it, I might start. I might get a dressing gown, like a gay dressing gown, and use it to sort of keep me warm in winters and just get around the house. But I look, I know a fucking judo sweep when I see one. You don't forget the skills learnt on the mat um, in the dojo, as it were. Technique phenomenal. Wrong spot, though. I think that the brain snap occurred when he thought he was doing judo, but he was actually playing rugby league. Now, has that got anything to do with fact that he's not playing for the dogs next year i don't know well he wasn't even playing rugby league they were walking off yeah they were walking off for oranges and he's like fuck that i'm not leaving this field without getting a good sweep in yeah cody walker come here motherfucker because you're getting swept and swept good now was it a good look for the dogs no no it wasn't were they in the game yes yes they were yes they were uh you could argue he cost them the game was it a good look for judo though look now we can't. We can speculate that Big Judo has offered <laughs> some sort of lucrative fucking one-off deal to Lachlan Lewis. Yeah, you guys didn't think Big Judo was a part of this. <sighs> Look, I well, I hadn't considered it. Yeah, but That's as crazy. my mind works the mm. narrative, yeah. Big Judo's popped in, <laughs> yeah. and now I can't get rid of it. It's and all now, over. All the I net. can see is Big Judo all over the net. That was the number one conspiracy on the forums. Has Big Judo infiltrated rugby league? You know, we we had anti-agent Big Farmer infiltrate. Trent Barrett. So clearly there's a bit of history with the... The dogs are easy to be infiltrated. They're e- easy to be infiltrated. And obviously, I, th- I thought it was obvious anyway that Big, Fa- uh, Big Farmer and Big Judo had infiltrated. Well, could you argue that Big Judo has been sitting back on their hands for too long watching Big Wrestling get the fucking rub of the green here? I mean, that's all <laughs> everyone talks about. Wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. wrestle, wrestle. And <laughs> Judo's like, enough is a fuck enough. Mm. Let's get some sweeps in there, baby. Yeah. Hip tosses. Bang. Let's Wonder spin the narrative our way. It's Ronda Rousey type. Yeah. I liked it. You know, and they were never bigger. Like, judo when Ronda Rousey was on top of the world. You know, maybe they got a bit comfortable in their, I guess, position as number one. Ronda Rousey, she crashes and burns. They don't scramble quick enough. Wrestle takes over. There's also jujitsu that, you know, I feel like jujitsu doesn't get enough wraps. In tackles, a lot of it is jujitsu, actually, when I wrestle. Um, But let's just say this was one for the ages, the... uh, 
The Lachlan Lewis judo was one for the ages. But the winner of the brain explosion for 2021 is... Lachlan Lewis, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. I mean... There could, out of all the awards, I think this was the most deserving. I think so. There's a, the prize is also a JBL boombox coming your way. So congratulations. <laughs> congratulations, Lachlan. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Well-earned. <laughs> now, on to centre of the year, we have four nominees. Justin Olam, who, interestingly, due to an admin error, wasn't invited to the other uh, Do awards. Do we believe no? the admin error, Jan? No, we don't. I don't think we do. I don't think we do. I don't think we do. Uh, replace admin error with weight of public opinion. <laughs> And you have your answer. So, Olam, you're always welcome here, mate. Mm. Fucking yeah. oathy. Always Both welcome rips here. And tears. We don't have admin errors here. We don't even have admin. No, we don't. Which helps alleviate yeah. admin errors. Yeah. yeah. We may have errors, but they're not admin based. True. They're just, you know. Fuck ups. Fuck ups. <laughs> <laughs> but we own them. We own them straight away. Yeah. We, we don't steer hide. into our fuck ups. Yeah. We don't Put try it this and way. We never hide behind admin errors. No. No. Nothing wrong with a, big, a good fuck up, as yeah. we're celebrating tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could argue that fuck up is how this even became a thing. You got three fuck ups talking to you right now. Yes. <laughs> Two with no pants on. Well, three with no pants on. Now, on to the next nominee is the great Joey Manu. Did a lot of good work at the fullback role, the six role, the wing role, but obviously he's known as a centre. Huge fan of Manu. Of Manu, obviously the, the way the year ended, devastated for the big fella, but he has been one of the best centres in the game for quite a few years now. Yeah, Manu fucks. Oh, yeah. yeah we do know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Manu can fuck with the best of them. Oh, yeah. Well, he was in the uh, the Men's Women's Weekly, the Daily Telegraph. They actually did a spread mid-year of most fuckable NRL stars, and Joey Manu was one of front and centre. Big, big picture of Joey there, shirtless. And when I opened it, I went, who's this fucking snack? I was like, oh, it's Joey Manu. Mm. Middle of the Women's Weekly. Fuckable. Snapping blokes and birds. Yes. Did he have some denim on? I think he had denim on, didn't I think he? he had denim shorts on and they were short. <laughs> are we talking Magic Mike kind of stuff? Yeah. Well, yeah. Better so believe it. No, that's now, a great nominee. Matt Burton has been nominated as well from the Penrith Panthers. Now, when we talk about great years playing out of position, Burton has been absolutely incredible. He's from Dubbo. So that He's good Dubbo stock. He's great Dubbo stock and Dubbo stock know how to play footy in any position. They're mm. versatile motherfuckers. And he's proven that. He's mm. like, okay, sweet. Put me in the centres. I don't give a fuck. I'll rip and tear. I'm mm. a footballer. I'm a footballer. Oh, he's a footballer. Yeah. You want me to play eyes up footy? Happy to do it. Give yeah. me the ball, I'll play footy. I'll tell I you why. Fuck where it is. Because I'm an out and out footballer. And that's and what they do. They actually did a bit of research into the games that Burton is playing. The commentators say he's an out and out footballer. Yeah. 10% more than usual. Does not surprise me at all. In fact, maybe a little low. But oh, he look. is an out and out footballer. Well, so. he is. It's as simple as that. <laughs> And when you're out now, it's got to be celebrated. <laughs> got to be celebrated. Now the next is a stalwart. He's a he's a veteran of the 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 rugby league game. Delivers year in year out. The great Dane Gay guy, nominated for centre of the year. Congratulations, Dane. Obviously, you know you've been a you're not ornament to the game level, but you you certainly are as dependable as centres get. Uh, your your feats in Origin, you know, they proceed. He's, to he's torn you apart a few times. Already. He's torn us apart, not me personally. I wouldn't allow it. He's bought, he's, he's torn the state He's torn apart. the state apart mm. a couple of times. More than a couple. Uh, <laughs> like every times. time. Yeah, a lot of times. Like a lot. <laughs> a lot of times. Yeah, Gago, he can play. <laughs> he can play footy. Yeah. Um, I would just like to add in a couple of my own nominees, mm. Dan, if you don't mind. <laughs> um, I'm glad someone's doing this. 
because I've oh, look, I've run my is this eye an admin over, error? Well, I've run my eye over the sheet, and it, it appears that Tom and I's nominees have not been included. <laughs> uh, Brad Parker of <laughs> Strong as an Ant fame. Yep. Um, Bone density of a full-grown male chimpanzee. That's right. Morgan Harper of the greatest ball runner and line runner in the history of rugby league fame. And Moses Suli of Mr. Eighteenth Man fame. Who's so you feel that your eighteenth, your guy that isn't playing centres. He's this week, but usually throughout the year because he can't. It's not in the starting side. Do mm. you think even he should be selected? Well, if you just look at the games he's played, which were you know, not many, uh, he ripped and teared in all of them. Then, if you're asking Tom and I, should Manly have three of the top five centres? I would say yes, we should. <laughs> mm. Look, conservatively, I don't it's know. your it's your you're not, but uh, I think the people would agree. <laughs> yeah, Manly's been dotted here. <laughs> Now, the winners of Centre of the Year in our Team of the Year are... Olam and Joey Manu. Congratulations. That's Burton, just missing out. Special mention to Burton, just missing out. He Slice of Devon in it. Honestly, literally this much. I, I just think Joey Manu, when, even though it wasn't in Centre where he did a lot of good work, he had huge impact on, on the game. But Matty Burton, unbelievable. And Olam, I just think Olam, the way he can change a game with his aggression, uh, much respect. But you, honestly, you could put Burton in there um, easily. He's been fantastic. So but Burton just missed out, but Olam and Manu get the cookies or the chockies, whichever way the you say cookies. it. Is it cookies or chockies? It's chockies. That's it. That's an but error. But I don't mind cookies. Look, you can. It's you get the chockies, but if you're in a mood for cookies, you, then you'd get the cookies. What about choc chip cookies? Well, if I was to get choc chip cookies, Dan, and I'd be happy with that. You know? Yeah. You could get the cornflake cookies. There you go. <laughs> now you're fucking talking. Yeah, now you now you got a cookie on your hands. Yeah, a cookie of fucking substance. Now, one of the most important awards, cookie of substance. <laughs> one of the most fun. important awards all night. And this, this uh, honestly, this is truly groundbreaking that we've brought this award out. And I think that more, I think more awards tonight should offer, offer this award. It's the Christopher Hitchens Medal for Journo of the Year. As we all know, Christopher Hitchens, one of the most famous journos in the world. He mm -hmm. passed away a few years ago, but he, he was uh, truly impactful on uh, investigative journalism, uncovering some incredible truths about some corrupt governments, travelling the world, just what journalism is all about. Now, we have nominees for this award in rugby league. The great Paul Kent, Thought Boys. I mean, Kenty is i don't know is he the is he the outstanding alpha in terms of the the list of journos that we have at our disposal he sits at the head of the 360 desk he's everywhere in the media he's the back page of the telly the men's women's weekly <laughs> played a game of footy which helps. he's played a game of rugby yep, league absolutely um i mean fuck it's hard to go past kenty he's 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 there he's, he is where he is for a reason Works hard, goes over the top, you know, all the time, which yeah. I love. Um, yeah, tremendous nominee. Starts and ends over the top. There's not never really a working towards going over the top. You know what I mean? It always it begins yeah. at volume ten usually. Yeah, he's yeah, always yeah. he's pissed off. You know? <laughs> angry, angry. He's man. angry as fuck. Angry. And I'm like, okay. But that's that's the way we like our journalism in rugby league. Yeah, got to be angry. Got to be angry be about a, something. It'd be a boring place without rugby league journals. Yeah, and it really would be. Especially angry ones. Angry journals are half like. They're nearly half the battle when it comes to marketing. Yes. Yeah. You look at it, you look at, look, not to take a piss on Rugby Union right now, but name a Rugby Union journal, I'll wait. It's true. 
They should have. You know what they should have is a union league fight night of journos. Oh, it'd be I would not side. like Union's chances in that one. Kenty's flogging. I reckon Kenty could throw him. Kenty oh, yeah. fucking throw him. He'd throw him. Well, or is it a dribble off? Maybe. Are they just giving scoops? Yeah, scoops Like off. a debate. Yeah. You know, like first speaker, second speaker, yeah. some of that anchors. How it. outrageous of a claim can I make that sounds true? And you just have to back it up with like vague generalities. Yeah. That's all you do. Like how believable, believable is this lie? Mm. Um, the saying of the journal, I don't know if you realise this, ours is obviously when in doubt go hot, theirs mm. is when in doubt go angry. Yes. And yep. it's worked. It does work. It, it does, does work. work. Uh, now we've got the great, an ornament of the game, if you will. Now I'm not sure if you're going to meet me there, there, but Buzz Rothfield. Oh, fuck yeah, he's an ornament. He's an ornament that's seen better days, you know, just in general, but he's also the king of mayonnaise, which we only really uncovered this year, that it was Buzz is actually 90% mayonnaise. Uh, if you were to cut him open... What comes out would be great on a fucking Sambo, I tell you. That's it. Like, I think, what's the old saying? That 80% of your body's made up by water? Might even be more. I think it's like 90. I don't know if that's a saying, more of a As a, a truth, yeah. Well, it's a fact. Yeah, it's not a saying. It's not a saying. <laughs> but it's said. So it's a saying. Okay, sorts. fair enough. Now, I'll pay that. Buzz has been replaced. His water's replaced by mayo. Mm. Now, if you're ever short, cut him open, spread it on a nice bit of, you know, brown or rye, mm. you know. Niche. Some, yeah, whatever. Whatever's taken your fancy that day and you can't go wrong. But mayonnaise in and around rugby league is always needed because it turns something fucking of no consequence whatsoever into the story of the year mm. just with a bit of Buzz's, you know, world-famous mayonnaise. Now, why he hasn't bottled that, I don't know. If he'd bottled it, he'd have his fucking feet up. Like, Dick Smith's got his own line of, of fucking salad dressings and shit. I don't know why we don't have Buzz's mayo. He'd, be in a, he'd have a yacht. He'd have a fucking 400-foot yacht yeah. mm. called Buzz. Put it this way. If you, if you want to crash on an island with someone, it'd be Buzz because you'd fucking live off the mayo for like at least mayo. two weeks. Yeah. Well, how long can a man live off mayo and only mayo? It's an interesting question. It's, I don't have it in front of me. It's one that's been asked for centuries. Um, Let us know can in a the man live... Only on mayo. Let us know in the comments section how long a man can live on just mayo. Mayonnaise. Now, on to, you know, he's a fan favourite. Truly, truly an innovator when it comes to interviews. Mm. Uh, The great Danny Wildler. Love Danny. Danny thought, Danny saw COVID come along and he went, you know what, COVID, fuck you. Mm. I'm still able to be a top-notch journo. Mm. All I need is to have a cameraman live in with me for the duration of the lockdown and he just has to film me, film myself on a phone, talking to you, <laughs> and then we're good. It's smooth, it looks it looks comfortable, it doesn't look self-indulgent at all, and Danny gets scooped, so I fucking love it. Danny also had the moment of the year for me personally when the great Boyd Corden was retiring, moved to tears, obviously a very emotional press conference. Danny... Saw the opportunity to rub up against Boyd <laughs> as he gave his farewell speech. Which humped I, him, basically. He basically humped him as he, as he gave his retirement speech. And I just thought, look, that's a journo who cares about his players. He's, he's, he's offered a, a comforting hump, mm. and I respect him for it. Well, Boyd, t- do you need me to hump you right now? Yeah. Boyd, you're in tears. It looks like you may need a, a good, a good <sighs> hump. A good, a good, a good well, to be fair, in. in Danny's defence, from his perspective – it was actually his day to announce Boyd's retirement. And you know what? That's worth mentioning because Danny Widler, it's Danny's world and we're all just living. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You think, you think Nick Politis is powerful? 
You're kidding yourself. It's You're Danny. kidding yourself. Wake up to yourself, sheeple. It's Danny and Danny alone at the top of the mountain. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> sheeple. Wake up. <laughs> now, truly, this guy has improved out of sight, especially this year. I think I think this year could have been his best season all his whole career. Mm. The great hoops, scoops, James Hooper. Thoughts? If, if we want to talk big and thick, Hoops, Hoops is fucking jacked. Dude. Oh, yeah. Hoops has got to be the most jacked journo in history. He's been training for the day when someone wants to scuffle with him. He'll fucking tussle. He'll you. fucking tussle, absolutely. He'll take you to the ground and he'll tussle you. James Scooper. Yeah. He can go. He's, yeah, he's gone. If I can be a fucking presence, then people are going to take me seriously. I think, he's, I think he's like next gen, right? Like you've got your crafty... Mayonnaise dripped uh, veteran in Buzz Rothfield who gets confused on TV. You've got Kenty who's angry and setting standards that you know all other journos should aspire to. Danny Widler breaking ground technologically <laughs> and sort of uh, approach wise. And then you got Hoops who's like, "That's your next up, buddy." Is, is Hoops day. kind of like the young hot boy, kind of like yeah. the Reese Walsh? Of yeah, he's this like generation? the prodigy. Oh, okay. Yeah, he is the prodigy of sorts. The yeah. the anointed prince, mm. you could say. And that bold, the bold look is very aggressive. Very aggressive. Very aggressive. Shiny. <laughs> very shiny. <laughs> very shiny. <laughs> Shine's work. But there can only be one winner. There can only be one absolute superstar journo. And our winner for the 2021 Golden Beak Awards is... <laughs> the great Paul Kent... I just think he delivers on a very, on a, a consistent basis. You know, 100%. don't get me wrong. Buzz and Danny and Hoops have had huge, some big, big stories, big moments. But on NL 360, Kenty's delivering nearly every night of the week. You've Kenty's got to applaud the- consistency. Mm. You have to. You've got to applaud consistency in this game. And he, he steps up every night. Every night. Yep. And he, and he fucking maintains the rage, which I find impressive. Well, he anchors the biggest journo show in the country in NRL 360, and he rips and tears. He doesn't take a backwards step. He'll fight anyone at a moment's notice, and he backs himself. Well, people think you and I dribble, Tom. But fucking Candy can dribble. He's our North Star. <laughs> Hello? Paul, Paul, is that you? Oh, this is Paul Kent speaking. Can you hear us, Paul? Hello? Hello, Paul. Paul, you've won Journo of the Year, the, the, the Christopher Hitchens Award. Oh, mate. The award nights are for fucking cats, mate. What? What does that mean? For cats? Mate, back in my day, there were no awards, mate. I tell you what. I tell you what, the game's gone soft, mate. Uh, we just wanted to congratulate you, Paul. It's a phenomenal year that you've had. Mate, these award nights are shit. They're shit, mate. They need to do better. Uh Okay. Why are, you, why are you yelling at us? This is my normal voice. Right. Look, it sounds like you're going a little over the top, Paul, uh, if I'm honest. But congratulations. A, he- a hell of a year for you, mate. Mate, these award nights are shit. They need yeah. to be better. The way you've called me. What phone are you working with? What phone are you using? It's probably shit as well. Uh, uh, well, it's an iPhone 12, I believe, Paul. Top of the line. Um, shit phone. Uh, surprise. Shit phone. Shit awards night, mate. I, I- tell you what. Using the NRL needs to have more awards nights. Wait. They need more awards nights. Mate, the NRL's not doing enough awards nights. They need to be better. That's, it's a joke, mate. It's a joke. That seemed that you just said you didn't want, want any awards. That's like in direct direct uh, you know. Mate, don't opposite. don't try and turn it around on me, mate. Don't try and turn it around on me. 
The NRL needs more awards nights. They need one a week because this is bullshit, mate. They're not giving back. I mean, what about the fans, mate? What about the fans? What what was dear you, you, Paul? You're not making much sense. I've got to be honest. You, you're making very little sense, mate. Whatever. What, you, you guys are kidding yourself. Back in my days, we had awards nights every single week. Did you? What was your? Is there anything you're most proud of this year, Paul? That you've done? Oh, mate, I had plenty of good nights. Plenty of good nights. I had scoops. I had insights. I, I just loved what I brought to the game. You know what I bring to the game every week, mate. Are you? Are you sure you're not yelling? This is my inside voice. And also I've been told that the louder you yell, the more right you are. I can't argue with that. Look, fair enough, Paul. Uh, any insight into uh, why you're so angry all the time? I'm not angry. Mate, how am I angry? You, I tell you what, you young fellas are just soft, mate. You're soft. Well, 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 we'll, no, we'll take mean, that as a comment. Yeah, I think we will. It's hard to argue there with, with Paul. I am... Anyway, I've got, another, I've got another fucking scoop to get, mate. Because I tell you what... The NRL needs less awards nights. I'll see you later. Wait a minute. Thank you, Paul. Paul Kent, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the Christopher Hitchens Award yeah. for services to journalism in rugby league. That call couldn't have made more sense. Yes. Uh, well done. Well done. Rugby league's night of nights. Golden Beak. Let's move on. Golden Beaks. Now, the nominees for 5-8th of the year for the 2021 Golden Beak Team of the Year. We've got Jerome Luai, Cameron Munster, Cody Walker, and Kieran Foran, what are your thoughts? Great list. Phenomenal list. Phenomenal list. I tell you what, we'll start off the top with the great Kieran Foran, Foz. No one thought he could get back here. No. No one thought he could back here, get back here. Listen, people, I don't think, because of the teams he was playing for when he left Manly, people actually didn't realise Kieran was playing rugby league. They thought he'd retired back in, what was it, like 2014, when he went to the, uh, to the Warriors or the Eels, or who gives a fuck? Eels. <laughs> No one knew where he was. And then he just sort of arrives back on the peninsula, long hair, fucking, you know, and everyone's like, you know, it's like when your dog goes missing and then you're heartbroken, dog's gone, rocks up like fucking eight years later and you're like, where have you been, bro? Yeah, and it's the same old dog. It's the same old dog. Looking to rip and tear and, and mm-hmm. win rings again. Yeah, and, and you're like, and, you're like and no one believes that your dog's still going to be able to rip and tear. They're like, oh, you signed for and You know, it's like, yeah, dude. We believe in this old dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, we got faith in this old pooch to deliver. Mm. And delivery has. Cameron Munster obviously goes without saying. The bloke just thrives in the big moment. He's a big game player. He's, the, he's probably the biggest game player. Oh, yeah. In the comp. And he fucking backs it up. Mm. But he's like, his approach is big game player with a devil may care, couldn't give a fuck attitude, which makes his big game playery. Even more arousing. Yeah, because it's like, oh, no, this is a big game, but I don't care. I do care, but I, I'm making out like I don't. Yeah. yeah. Which is making me really sexy and fuckable. And I get it, and he gets it. So congratulations to him. Oh, he gets real fuckable around finals time. Oh, yeah. God. Jesus. At the end of the year, each, each passing game, you realise that this man's set of fucking balls cannot get any bigger, but they do. They, they seem to keep getting bigger. And bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you and you're like, how do you play with them in yeah. finals footy? He's like, uh, because I'm fucking great, bro. <laughs> what do you mean? We've also got the great Jerome Luai, who had an incredible start to the season, killed it in Origin, struggled a little bit uh, for a couple of games after Origin, but now he's back to his good form. I mean, when we talk about throbbers, there's some real throbbers in the sixth position. Real throbbers. But they can only be given to one six for the year and the winner of the Golden Beak Five-eighth of the year is the great Cody Walker. I mean, 
unbelievable season. When we talk about out-and-out footballers, he's an out-and-out footballer. Oh, he's an out-and-out footballer, Damon. When he wakes up in the morning, he's a footballer. When he goes to take a shit, he's a footballer. When he goes to have brekkie, he's a footballer. When he goes to have a shower, he's a fucking footballer. I tell you, there's nothing, there's no point in this man's day where he's not an out-and-out footballer. He can dish nut like no one else. And he's also, theme of the night, hot as fuck. He is. He supplies incredible seed, mm. incredible nut. He also loves a try assist. Doesn't mind, doesn't mind fucking scoring them either. Mm. And as, you know, at points this season, put the Rabbitohs on his back and go and fucking follow me, cunts. Yeah. Because this is how you win games at football. He's a hell of a player. Yes. And he plays eyes up, which I've always loved. Yeah. And as Tom so eloquently put it, he's a footballer to his core. You cut him open, every layer you get into him, it's just footballer, 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 all the way down. Mate, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And the goatee, the goatee is impressive. Cody goatee. The Cody goatee is really good. I like the devil may care attitude. I like, you know, he's not trying to look all fancy with all the young hip haircuts. He's just getting out there ripping and a tearing. It's that sort of, uh, like, it still looks cool though. You know, it's like, I'm not trying to look cool. It's effortlessly cool. I'm mm. like a hard alpha male who, you know, I'm a purveyor of divine seed and I also have a goatee. So, like, I mean, Makes I you look like a bit wrong. of a tough cunt, I reckon. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, ooh, Cody. And he loves a niggle. Yeah. I mean, as footy fans, I love watching a bit of niggle. And he gets, I mean, he gets down and dirty. And he was also the recipient of the sweep from Lock and Lewis, came out and towed them up in the next half. Yeah. Judo sweep me at your own peril, bro. I mean, when we talk about out-and-out footy players, it's the last thing you want to do is judo sweep them as they're walking off, get him in the footy mood, comes out, puts on three tries. Well, that's why Lachlan won brain snap of the year because he judo swapped the wrong motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyone but Cody, bro. Jesus Literally, Christ. anyone on the field but Cody you can judo sweep, but that's, his, that's almost his switch, really. Growing up, he would get judo swipe before mm. running out in the field and fucking put three tries. So, sweep me at your own peril. Yeah. Don't, don't be sweeping the, the great He's got Cody a Walker. on his back. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, warning saying, sweep at your own peril. Yep. Sweep at your own peril. Yeah. <laughs> Watch what happens. <laughs> now, on to a huge award, a very important award because it, it speaks to the core of rugby league. It speaks to the core of any good footy player, any, especially outside backs. It's the King of Cadence for 2021 Golden Beak Awards. One of my favourite, and I'm, I'm assuming one of your favourite awards. We have nominees of Jason Saab, Adokar, Roger Fabry, Alex Johnson. What are your thoughts on this, gentlemen? Terrific uh, award. It's a terrific award. The King of Cadence uh, Award, very close to our heart, Eddie, just because of you know our unwavering love of Cadence in general and our appreciation of Cadence and our you know observation of Cadence. Well, look, I've got a real affinity for, for high-quality Cadence. Now, it's been a bit of a lost art, I think, or an underappreciated art form for many years, for too long. Simply put, and yeah. Tom and I have, we've had enough. And this year we've put a lot of emphasis on the pure art form that is great cadence. Now, that list that you've provided, all great purveyors of cadence, there's a couple that really stand off the list. Mm. And one player uh, in Jason Saab who goes, okay, I might be young and I might be learning my craft and I might be a little green, but you know there's one thing I can rely on and it's great fucking cadence. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now look at me. Now look at me. I am a rugby league handful setting the standard, baby. Cadence got into the I'm one of the, the great dance. years all time. Off the back of what yep. metric? Absolutely. Cadence. It's true. Cadence got into the dance. 
got him to the dance. It's you can rely on cadence. Yeah, you can rely on. You can it. set your watch to cadence, Eddie. I've always said it. And Jason Saab, is he twelve foot tall? And does it look hard? Like just you know, biomechanically, is it confusing? Yeah, it's. It's like that fucking uh, quantum mechanics thing where they shoot the particles through and then it's, you know, it doesn't make sense to Just see a man that tall run that quick with cadence that beautiful. Mm. But it's happening in front of us, so it must be true. It's Look, men that big, that tall, usually look like giraffes running. Awful. Not him, because <laughs> his cadence is flawless. We've also got the great Addo Carr, who I would say if we're going to give a cadence award for the last you know, five, six years, he would win it. But it's just for this year. Uh, thoughts on Fox because he is so consistent and also he still holds the top speed record. Wouldn't that give him the cadence? Look, cadence, I, certainly the Fox uh, and his, uh, you know, his cadence-based exploits to date are without question. He will go down in Cadence Hall of Fame, there's no doubt. But cadence has an aesthetic to it as well, an aesthetic element and whilst that's what you'd say if you hit the top speed you just get it but you know and maybe he will get it i haven't seen the winner yet i like to be surprised but sometimes you know look to tom's point it's not all about high cadence it's about great cadence now the fox has a really high cadence he's quick as fuck and to your point he's set the top speed in the past but the award isn't for top speed is it not it's for cadence, so that's where the dip, that's where I think the winner may well be uh, settled. If and I'm running an eye over this purely from a cadence perspective, and just before we get to the winner, as you are experts in cadence, how much does tucking your penis between your legs help your cadence? That's everything. It's everything. It's everything to cadence. If you can't, if you can't fasten your shaft and your sack basically back to your asshole, you, there's no way you're going to get anywhere. <laughs> where you need to be from a cadence standard. And shout out to the great Matt Shervington, who sort of, he, he was almost, he set the standard or illuminated the rest of us to the, to the idea that you got to start taping because he was an untaped man his whole career and he ran a 10.01. Um, how, do you, how do you have tucked? How do you have fastened? He may well have been the, the quickest white guy of all time. And Shervo, I, I mean, it was a mistake on his part because he, he had such... It was, it was so important for him to, to tuck that he really could have, and it was such a sizable shaft, and so he really could have just tucked it into the crease of his asshole. But he, he just sort of opted against the whole thing. And so it's obviously a, it's one of those what if moments for him. But, you know, we learnt from that that tucking now is essential for anyone that wants to go quick. You've got to learn from history. Yeah. You've got to learn from the mistakes made in the past and be better. And otherwise, you're set to repeat them. Eddie. Otherwise, you're set to repeat them, Tom. We've always said that, you and I. Uh, and that list of nominees have learnt from Matt that a good taping, the only way to success. Now, the winner of the King of Cadence for 2021 is. As you know, I'm the King of the Woo. Right here. So 2021 King of Cadence goes to Mr. Jason Saab. Uh, I mean, obviously Saab tucks. Any, any man that tucks, fucks. That's the fucking age I was saying for you. You want to fuck, baby? You better, better be tuck. tucked. Pretty simple. Now, would it be weird when you pull your pants down and it's tucked? Maybe. But I also want to get a t-shirt made that just says Jason Saab tucks. <laughs> 
Look, it's got to be. I'd some, buy it. I'd buy it. If only we had someone that made shirts. Um, now, on to. If only. <laughs> That'd be fucking helpful. <laughs> on to the seven position, one of the most important, if not the most important position on the field. The nominees for seven team of the year are the great Adam Reynolds, Jerome Hughes, Daly Cherry Evans, and the great Nathan Cleary. Thoughts on those nominees, gentlemen? Some fucking footballers on that list. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some footballers on that lift. Oh, Jesus Christ. Screams all four this weekend. Look at it. That's it. All okay, there you go. All four put playing well, this weekend. Whenever this comes out. All four had played. All four played are in the, in the prelim. prelim finals. Yes. Let's say that. A lot of now, divine seed here. A lot of divine seed. The great yeah. Joey Johns always said that the outcome of a football game rests squarely on the shoulders of the seven. And the fact that they're all in the prelims says a lot to backing that stat up, which is correct because Joey said it. <laughs> and Joey's the greatest player of all time. So, so you, you know, go with what Joey that. says. But Nathan Cleary, obviously, like until recently, hadn't lost a game all season. Yep. Playing some of the fucking best footy I've ever seen. Mm. Got a ceiling on him, that kid. Jesus Christ. Cherry Evans, what can you say? Led the Manly boys from nowhere to everywhere. Yep. Great season. The only player that really turned up for Queensland in the Origin Series. Jerome Hughes of uh, used to be a fullback, but now a full-fledged yeah. fucking seven of, of, of substance le- fame. Of let go from the Titans and the Cowboys fame. <laughs> Genius. Of, call that one, boys. <laughs> Genius. Genius. Can now fuck with the best of them. He's been unbelievable. And Adam Reynolds, who just... Like a fine wine. Oh, it's yeah. better and better and better. He's kicking game. He's still number one for me. I know Nathan's is great, but Adam's just got the fucking there's, weapons. There's a the delicacy double. to his oh, kicking game. it's so subtle and gorgeous it's, and delicious. It doesn't get much better when it comes to the short and the long kicking game. I feel like Cleary, he's got the bombs, yep. but there's a delicacy to the way Reynolds has the ball on a string, just guiding it, orchestrating the masterpiece that yep. is... Rabbitohs footy. A deafness. A deaf deaf. Yes. Not that's, deaf. That's, You're not saying deaf. Deaf. Deft. Deftness. deftness. Yeah, I think it's deft, not deaf. Deftness. Just to make sure that we don't talk about people that can't hear. Deftness. Although they wouldn't be able to To his kicking. Anyway. Um, and again, it just, he has basically said to South, I know that you want to get rid of me. So as a fuck you, I'm going to play the best footy in my career, arguably. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. I'm going to have the ball on the string the whole career. Yeah. yeah the whole year, sorry. And I want to take you to a, a prem, maybe. Uh, at least a prelim. Um, but yeah, he's had probably the best year of his career, but there is only one man, and it's a man with a chin of substance, and as you guys said, a sharp chin can beat nearly anything. Yeah. The great Nathan Cleary, absolutely incredible. One of the great years in rugby league history from a half, I think. He has been outstanding, outstanding at the origin level, outstanding all season, and what is crazy is he's still only 23 or 24 years old, and he looks like the perfect footballer. It is fucking scary. Now, on to one of my personal favourites, because I consider myself, I consider myself one of these people as well, so you could probably nominate myself. Missionary Position Personality of the Year. Now... I'm sure you can kind of all get what that means, but that means a good, honest, true, no frills bloke that may not have the pizzazz, but he gets the job done. Yeah. Yeah. Leave the frills at home. No frills. No. He only shops no frills. Yeah. He's a no frills operator. Black and gold, home brand. Black and gold, white bread. Just stuff that'll get the job done. That's it. An A to B. Don't give me a D to R. Yeah. Wears clothes purely for, you know, utility value. Yeah. Doesn't care how he looks. Only travels as the crow flies. Yes. You know what I mean? 
No fucking around. If there is a checkered shirt in sight, you best believe he's wearing it. Well, it's the only, look. You, you you're running an eye over the wardrobe of uh, you know a missionary position operator of the year, and you will only find check. Yeah. Unless they've been forced into another choice, but check they wear on weekends. And they, at home. they they often give off a uh, a stepdad vibe of like trying to be cool, trying to get me to like you. Cause, you know, I'm fucking your mom, and it's like it's all right, dude. Really, you're not cool. It's mm. all right. Hey there, little man. You know, call your nickname <laughs> a Scout. Lakeosaurus. This is Liddy. Tries to say like young words and that. Yes. Yeah. And a subtle thing is that if you look at their shoes, usually their shoelaces are very tight. Very tight. That's an operator. Ankle support essential Absolutely. to the missionary man. Absolutely. Sometimes they even wear ankle braces just for safety, even though they don't have an ankle injury. Yeah. Look, they're, they're, they're cautious operators. That's, that's for right. sure. Yeah. They ride scooters to it, work, work yeah. with helmets. They tuck the pants of their they tuck their pants in their socks when they ride a bicycle. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I, I mean, that is a giveaway. And they sure have eyes not. on the back of their helmet to fend off magpies. No, yes. those those things the that stick spikes. up in that. Yeah, the zip ties on the helmet. They plan their shopping trips to the to the minute. Yes. So basically, they put out a map and they say, like, this is where I'm going to get to. It's going to take me 15 minutes. And and to be honest, the world would f- fall apart without missionary position 100%. personalities. They're the glue of any society that grows great. That's right. And above all else, they don't see any value in moves outside of missionary. I yeah. mean, it's got the job done for millennia. Yeah. And why change a good thing? Well, I mean, if you were to change it up for them mid-session, they would be all at sea. They'd be like, well, I don't know what to do here. They aren't good ad-lib fuckers. They plan. Yeah. Mm. And they execute. They execute all right. Plan and execute. Yeah. They, they actually time orgasms. <laughs> it's no longer than three and a half minutes yep. from fully erect... To finishing. They still wear the napkins at their own table whilst eating. Yes. So it's a family dinner. They have a napkin tucked in. Tucked into their shirt. Yeah. Well, they don't want to get stains on their on their shirts. On their Because they know shirts. how hard oil is to get out. <laughs> and I respect them for it. Oil's a motherfucker to get out. It is. Oil, oil won't quit. No. And they know that. That's why the, the napkins We've are. put man on moon, but we haven't worked out how to remove oil from a shirt. That is true. Also, just on that, another subtle giveaway is they've actually never put any other colour in with the blacks when they wash. Oh, fuck no, they That's haven't. a fucking big They no-no. separate whites and colours, oh bro. Uh, mix colours at your own peril. Yeah. Okay. No, so the thank you. nominees for missionary person, per, the nominees for missionary personality of the year are Ben Iken, Cooper Cronk, Andrew Vosh, Vosh and Voss. I mean, you could even throw myself in there. Uh, what are your thoughts on the nominees? I think Ben Iken, obviously, one of the... Like the keep of A's of missionary. I mean, yeah. to, to keep Kenty on the straight and narrow for the years he did, if, if they had anything other than a missionary personality there, that, the whole building would have exploded. Would have collapsed. Yeah, he's, his, his work in the missionary position certainly precedes him. He sets standards from that position. From all reports as well, he's got a thrust on him. So, I mean... <laughs> Oh, he can thrust. Man can thrust. <laughs> Look what he's doing at the Broncos now. He's oh, he's thrusting all around Red Hill. He's like, yeah. motherfuckers, you sit down and watch a man thrust. Yeah, yeah. Let me whip out the Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, I'll show you how it's done. Uh, Vossi obviously turns up every weekend, does a job. Loves a hyperbole. Well, he's the king of hyperbole. He's like, <laughs> what, you know, you could be, could be a run-of-the-mill play the ball. That's the greatest <laughs> play the ball I've ever seen in my life. That's Vossi for you. And he may, he's, he's basically the king in waiting for when, you know, a lot of people love Vossi and they rate him as the next thing after Rabs goes. 
look, there's a there's a, a power vacuum potentially going to be coming once Rabs uh, hangs up the mic. Vossi certainly uh, will be there when the whips are cracking for who takes over number one position. I certainly won't have him there. <laughs> well, the thing about power vacuums is you've got to wait for the vacuum to be created before mm. you'll see who rises to the top. Because it can get a little bit fucking, you know, bullish in there. Yeah. And we have the great Cooper Cronk. I mean, winning prems off the back of crossing and dotting your T's and your I's and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm so not on his level. I don't even know what the saying is. But he literally won prems off the back of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, he could execute like no other. I mean, it's a man that sat down, was um, fastidious in the way that he prepared and, you know, dot pointed out the whole fucking thing, turned up, executed when the time came. I've got to respect that. He's the greatest missionary footballer we've ever seen. Ever seen. Without that, a doubt. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Absolutely. Literally, his last year, three years in the NRL were prems. Yeah. Like. And that like, was off the back of pure, cut and dried missionary position. Plain Jane, no frills stuff. Yeah. Okay, sure. I mean, he's the greatest proponent of no frills possibly of all time. Yeah. When it comes to playing rugby league football. Incredible career. Now, the winner of Missionary Position Personality of the Year is the great Ben Eichen. I couldn't, yeah, give, it, I couldn't yeah. give it to anyone else. No, that's, that's spot on. The inaugural is going to happen. He's done it so well for so long. He's kept everything on the straight and narrow for so well for so long he had to win the first award. So congratulations, Benny. And hopefully, I mean, if there's one thing the Broncos needed, it was some missionary position. 100%. Kind of stuff. You can even see he hasn't been able to get all of the bloody, you know, reverse cowgirl out of the joint yet either because we've seen in the still early going into the beads. off season. They're still cleaning anal beads There's anal beads on the fucking training paddock. There's bloody BDSM gimp masks in fucking the locker room and in the weights room and shit. There's dillies everywhere. It's a nightmare. <laughs> oh, mate, you need six months to clean up the yeah, dillies alone. He's, he's <laughs> But there's a man for the job, and it's Ben Iker. Yeah. And he'll clean that fucking place up Fuck and get back to good, honest, true missionary yeah. fucking. He's going to go in there. I reckon all admin by the end of the next year will be wearing checkered shirts. I fucking hope they are. Well, I, mean, I, I, I almost think there's something to be putting the players in the check. <laughs> fucking, off, fucking off the design. Mm. And the boys run around and check. So redesign the jersey to emulate a button-up checkered I, shirt. No, I literally think they play in button-up shirts. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're saying. I think they play in full button-up shirts. <laughs> You'll play better footy. Yeah. You'll play much better footy. With a tie. I mean, when they, when they made things simple, and we always belt. say simple footy. And, so, <laughs> and fucking Clark's black leather Clark Clark shoes. Clark black shoes, exactly. With, with studs, been, with in studs the on them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're not idiots. <laughs> <laughs> now, on to... Prop of the year, the nominees are Christian Welch, James Fisher-Harris, Payne Haas, Adam Fenua Blake. What are your thoughts on those nominees, boys? Thick. Yeah, Big thickness. and thick. Oh, I yeah. see thickness. I see thickness. Yep. I see thickness everywhere. Yep. There's some motherfuckers on that list. Oh, yeah. Good Lord. Christian Welch fucks with the best of them. Oh, yeah. He's a handful. Good Lord. Sets the standard. Never fucks up, really. Like, just well, he's also it seems a stand-up guy. Mm. He's, uh, you know, he's he's well spoken. He's considered. He's handsome. He can play rugby league football. He's also got a shit body, which I think is a hallmark of the front rower. If you're too cut, it just sort of throws people off. Well, if you're too cut, you should be in the back row. You should be in the back row. Uh, but he loves his PCMs. He loves his club. He loves his state. He loves his country. He loves his family. Uh, he so loves dribbling yarn. He loves dribbling yarn. So, look, Christian, you know, it's hard to go past Christian. But then you look at bloody James Fisher-Harris, 
who is a rugby league handful on his off on his worst night mm. sets a standard terrifying player yeah imposes is an is imposing figure in the middle he's a he's a fucking toiler mm. sets a standard for the for the panthers if he's not playing well they're not playing well fair to say i think that's fair to say Eddie. now Payne Haas, i mean oh yeah name a bigger thicker bloke no nah. true Can't no i won't they, they had to reinforce New South Wales' bench, I hear, uh, when he was playing Origin because it actually wasn't – he was too big and thick for the bench. So they That's had true. to reinforce it with some sort of uh, – I don't know what the fucking – the metal was. Was it tungsten carbide, Eddie, or was it might graphite? Been, might have been graphite, tungsten carbide, something like that. Mm. Look, it was reinforced within inches of its life. Why? Because Payne was warming the pine and he couldn't warm the pine if it was snapping under him. It Simple was pine. He, he then had to warm the tungsten. Had to tungsten, that's right. <laughs> Simple as that. Like, the, the, the blokes had a fucking terrific year. That's why they're throwing huge money at him and 10-year deals because he's a, he's a young footballer who's not yet in the prime of his life but already playing some of the best fucking front row footy we've seen. I think so, it would be fair to say that he's the most gifted front rower you've ever seen. And you're just like, what's this kid's ceiling? Like, where's he going to go? Because, good Lord, if he continues on this trajectory for the next five or six years... You've always got the greatest probable time. Sky's the limit, and that means there is no limit. That's the point of the saying. Love that. Love that, Because there's no there's, – there's, it's limitless. Yeah, aim for the stars. You'll if you miss, you'll land on the moon. Yep. The, Which is also wrong. Are the front rowers the new rock stars? Are they well, hot again? Well, they've got to have – they've got to have something about them. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you know lead I mean? guitar. I don't think you're the – like, you're not – you're not front and centre yet. That's probably more your fullbacks. Mm. You're certainly not a bassist. No, or a drummer. Yeah, you're out the front. I just feel like front rowers, they're in vogue again. There's a few years where they're a bit dismissed, but they're hot and ready to trot. Yeah. But well, that's because of blokes like this. Like Adam Fanua Blake oh, yeah. shouldn't have left Manly fame. Like, mm. that bloke oh, is call. fucking terrifying. Yes, he is. He scares the shit out of me. Yeah. He's a terrifying guy. Terrifying man. Uh, big, and loves a PCM. Big, I mean, big PCM, big, big PCM, big, thick quads too, thick, thick boy. But there can only be two winners. The winners of the Team of the Year front rowers are Fisher Harris and Payne Huss. Congratulations. Congratulations. Great decision for I the mean, Golden Beat Committee. Absolutely. The Golden Beat. We haven't missed in my opinion. No. We haven't missed. No. Uh, now on to the next award which is very it's in a similar range you know we just talked about this the rock stars of rugby league we just talked about the hot to trot uh players of rugby league but you've also got to show the same love for the nut trucker Correct. now this is nut trucker of the year and what is it define nut trucker for us please boys look dan and i'm glad you asked a nut trucker by definition shouldn't really truck any more than 100 metres of nut per game. In fact, ideally, you're wanting more around the 70 to 80 metres worth of nut per game. You also don't want to see any post-contact metres. You just no. want to see good, honest trucking of nut. Hit the line and drop to the ground. Yeah, go on there for your 20-minute stint and get the fucking job done. If you saw a nut trucker offload, then you weren't looking at a nut trucker. Simple as that. Usually, you played, or at least back in the day, they played a handful of games, city or country. Yeah. You one know. or two for city country no more than that mm. but they turn up every week they turn up every week they're the heart and, they, and soul they're the yeah. heart and soul of the club they're like the volunteers you know what i mean yeah. they're from like, the olympics exactly remember the volunteers at the olympics they had the jacket on they mm. didn't they didn't ask anything no mm. they didn't ask for anything they just turned up every day rain hail or hail, shine. 
or shine. <laughs> <laughs> and they did a job. And that's yeah. what the nut trucker does. Yeah. They don't ask for fucking applause or congratulations. They don't do it for awards. No, they're just truckies. They do it because you know what they think of when they wake up in the morning? Mm. How blessed I am to truck nut for a living. Yeah. Yeah. They don't see themselves as footballers. They no. see themselves as truckies. Yeah. They're truckies. They're actually in the truckies union. Exactly. And without truckies, rugby league stops. That's it. If the truckies go on strike, I don't know how team rugby league will fucking... Well, it'll stop. Simple as that. Yeah. You don't have a game. It grinds to a halt. Absolutely would grind to a halt. I mean, if you don't have blokes that can truck nut, they're basically the core of anything good that happens in rugby league. Off the back of a nut trucker. Yeah. Yeah. They usually won't be doing it. They are. It's, off their, it's on their shoulders, though. Yeah. Yeah. Look, if you don't progress the Steeden, can't win. Great stand on the shoulders of truckies. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Joey's on a mountain of truckies. That's it. Well, exactly. Like, he's on the mountain. He's at the top. Obviously. But underneath him, truckies. Any thank you speech in the history of rugby league, the first person that is thanked is the nut truckers in my team. Go back and look. Literally, like, Joey will always say, thanks to the boys for laying the platform. Yeah. yeah. Guess who's in the platform? Literally laying their bodies on the line for truck, nut truckers. Yep. But uh, the nominees we have is the great Blake Laurie. Fuck two, me, he can truck. Nut, he can mate. truck. Two offloads in 25 games. <laughs> like, that's a fucking stat you can hang your yeah. hat on. It's Blake too, Laurie. too many, but it's fucking, that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, look, it was probably late in the game and he had to get a couple off. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're probably down for a... Chasing like, points. Yeah, cha- you know, look, chasing points, fifth tackle, time's run out. He had to, he had to offload. Might have been a knock-on, actually, Might and they just been. deemed it as an offload. Yeah, possibly. We have, I mean, veteran. When we talk about battlers just battling for the boys for years on years on end, the great Aiden Tolman, two oh, offloads yeah. in 25 games. Aiden's he is a, a nut trucker. trucker. He's a nut trucker of some note, Aiden. <laughs> One of the great nut truckers, honestly. Clubs as well. You know, that's a oh. nut trucker likes moving around. Oh, that's, a bit. yeah, that's what I like to see in my nut truckers. You know, four or five clubs on the resume. Yeah. You know, again, no representative footy. That's what I like. <laughs> that's to what see. you want. <laughs> Low I mean, on all stats. Yeah. We've got the great Ryan Sutton, which actually, I don't know how he made this list because it's six offloads in 25 games. That's quite high for an outrigger. Well, Jeez, it's a big year. I think that, buddy, that's a line through Ryan as much as we do appreciate Ryan services. surely doesn't win. No. I, I think we're going to have to put a line through Ryan. No offence to Ryan. But that's, that's, look, again, that's six too many. Six offloads in 25 games, Six into Ryan. 25, gee, like, I mean... Who do you think you are, James Tedesco? He's Calm like, down, he's like the he's, Sonny he's Bill. He's offloading 25%. <laughs> in 25% of his games, he's offloaded. No, we can't be doing that. That's the Sonny... He's a Sonny Bill of nut truckers. Yes. Look, it's Which, too many. It's too many. I'm sorry, Ryan. <laughs> you know. Now we have another... I mean, when we talk about unsung heroes at a club that is really struggling, I mean, we're talking diabolically struggling, zero tries in 89 games, Always goes out and trucks unbelievable nut and tackles his dick off Alex Swell. Yeah. We did actually forget to mention that a, uh, a lack of try is also a real hallmark of the nut trucker and none doing it better or worse, depending on how you look at it, than Alex Twell. Zero tries in 89 rugby league football games is a fucking effort. <laughs> well, that's because he's got one job. Yeah. And he does it, and he does you it well. If, if the, if he, he knows his role. If the coach says to him, listen, Alex, I need you to go out there today, mate, and I need you to truck nut and make tackles. He goes, I can do that. Yeah. The, like, why would I score tries when I've got a job? They, I've got a job to do. I wasn't asked to score tries. I was asked to truck nut. And I'll tell you what, did he or – he trucked nut all right. Eight, there was some games, there was a period there where he had like two missed tackles in like – 10 games or something crazy like that. You love that from a nutty. So, I mean, I, I think I've already given the answer as to who was the winner of the Nut Trucker of the Year. The great Alex Twell, I mean, honestly. 
to think he's at the Tigers getting up for every game, ripping in a tear in some games, 50 tackles, zero misses, no try in 89 rugby league games. Absolutely incredible effort. Oh, that's beautiful stuff. That is truly beautiful. Makes I mean, be proud to be a fan of the game. Yeah. The four blokes yeah. that we just mentioned are the heart and soul of rugby league. Now, on to the nominees for Hooker of the Year. We have four nom- nominees. Appy Corusau, Brandon Smith, Damien Cook, and the great Reed Marnie. Thoughts, boys? Another incredible list. Mm-hmm. Another incredible list. I mean, the dummy half sets the fucking tone, don't they? For the rest of the side to follow. They're the metronome of any good rugby league side, Eddie. They set the beat, the pace of it. That's how the it. game's going to be played. Yeah. That's a great fucking point, Tom. And there's a couple of metronome... Uh, connoisseurs on the list, Tom, I think yep. it's fair to say. Appy Coruscant obviously learned everything he knew, he knows at Manly, and he's now, you know, providing that knowledge at the Panthers and doing fucking well. When Appy's ripping, the Panthers are ripping. It's as simple as that. It's the way it goes. You know what I mean? Made his origin debut this year as well. He did played well, Tom. Had a scandal in him, so I mean it's a great it's a great one for Appy, a great season for Appy. Brandon Smith, I mean Ooh. thick Ooh. Cheeky, Ooh. fast, Ooh. Mm. can throw. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, Harry Grant's coming this year. Yes. Yeah, so fucking what, bro? I'm yeah. going to start and I'm going to rip. Everyone he thought play. he was going to be on the bench. Come on after me, mate. Yeah. He Everyone thought he was going to be on the fucking, I'm fucking start, motherfucker. It's like, oh, Harry Grant, literally being crowned the next Cameron Smith. Oh, <laughs> got me dick on the table, yeah. ready to fucking wrestle. And Sorry, a- dude. Apparently, uh, you know, there's a lot of rumblings at the uh, dummy half union. Because he's scoring too many tries. <laughs> mm. They're fucking furious. Apparently he's got a sleeve tattoo on his cock. Also, another well. nominee that was actually that we forgot to mention is Harry Grant. So that's that's an admin error. Um, well, I mean, we don't have admin. We don't have admin errors. That is actually... Uh, no, that's a fuck up. That's a fuck was up all, by Manny the Waterboy. Was it a boy. fuck up that Lachlan Croker wasn't on there? <laughs> that seems like an opportunity. Yeah. Seems like you're trying to get us angry here. But uh, back to what you were saying, he has a, a cock tattoo? I think he has a sleeve tattoo on his cock. I'm not okay. sure about that. That's just what I've heard from, you know, sources I'm not prepared to reveal. Okay. But it's it's tastefully done. Oh, mm. it would be tasteful. Cheese is a tasteful guy and a cock sleeve sounds, you know, extremely tasteful. tasteful. You know? Mm. Sounds like a mouthful. I mean, a cheesy cock that's got a sleeve on it. That's what tasty is. That's oh shit, yeah. yeah. You uh, look up tasty in the dictionary. Baby. Damien Cook again. People are like fuck. You know, has he still got it? Is he still up to it? Ah, uh, shut up, bro. I've still yeah. fucking got it. I'm, I'm still, still the Oz and New South Wales hooker. Uh, go back to bed, mate. Yeah. Go back to bed because when the fucking whips are cracking, he's a cracking them too, baby. Because he's fucking. Yeah. He's been unbelievable in the big moments this year. Also so, a goatee man. He's a goatee man. Look, well, I think there must be some understanding at, at South that you know, if you're a fucker. If you're a motherfucker, rock a goatee. Because mm. they're all rocking them. I mean, they're powerful. Goaties are always been powerful. Mate, why do you think Angus Crichton has a goatee? That's because he was he used to play at South. Mm. That's right. You couldn't be more right. And Reid Marnie, uh, unfortunately, injured at the back end. But I thought you were going to say, unfortunately, plays for Parramatta. But you're right, he was injured. And he does play for Parramatta. But just quickly on the Angus Crichton thing, this actually does harken back to a great story uh, Buzz Rothwood, I think, wrote, that he wouldn't be accepted at the Roosters because he had a bad haircut. Yeah. One of the great stories. Just had to throw that well, out. Well, you know, it turned out to be true as well. Yeah, absolutely. He hasn't turned into a leader or anything. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, they don't seem to be like um, best pinning all their hopes the onto him moving forward or anything. No. Or like he hasn't replaced literally one of the best back rollers we've seen in the last yeah, 10 years. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. No, no. What? How weird is that that he'd replace Boyd Cordner, <laughs> who was New South Wales and Australian skipper? Has but he has a bad haircut. No, no, he's got a shit haircut. But he's, so he's obviously a bad bloke. He was a bad bloke and the Roosters don't like him and he doesn't, you know, 
He doesn't meet any of their standards. Okay, sure. Well, he didn't rip at Origin either. No, no, no. Didn't shred for the state. <laughs> and, he's, and he hasn't got bigger and bigger every year yeah. since he entered the league. And his and chin hasn't massive. gotten fucking yeah, more sorry. square and dominant yeah, as yeah, we've grown. He doesn't look like Predator at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't love him the most out of everyone in his room. Uh, he isn't fucking a bigger fan of Hello Sport <laughs> than Dan Camp. Anyway, the, nomin- uh, the winner of Hooker of the Year is... It's Dick Cheese. Yes. He's done it. Dick Cheese. Yes. I mean, well earned. Talk about the pressure at the start of the year. There was a lot of yarn that he'd be on his way out because Harry Grant is also a massive, big, thick dick throbber. But no, Cheese said, look, not only have I got a thick dick, I've got cheese in it. He did say that. Look it up. That's a quote. No, that is a quote directly from Direct him. quote. Direct quote from Cheese. Old Cheese Dick. Well done. Well done. Yeah, well earned. Well, well earned, well earned, well earned. Now, we have, it wouldn't be a rugby league season without prank of the year. Pranks are what locker rooms need. If, if you're a prankless locker room, you're not winning prems. Absolutely not winning prems. So we've got four nominees for prank of the year. We've got Brandon Smith putting rocks in Craig Bellamy's bag, which is, it was just a beautiful thing. Doesn't sound as funny, but when you watch it, it's funny watching Craig oh, Bellamy. It's a fucking lol. Um, yeah, it's a classic stitch up. Classic. Yeah. Oh, it is classic. It's fucking funny. I mean, if, if Makes there was, his bag heavy. Yeah. And he the, didn't know it. The yeah. jokes that he didn't know the bag was Yeah, heavy. that's it. Like, and it's, it's tougher to carry. Yeah, yeah, it's like, well, hang on. When I packed this and put it in the bus before, it wasn't this heavy. Yeah. And now it's fucking really heavy and I can't carry but it. But surely nothing's changed in the bag. So yeah. it's obviously just me, like, maybe my arm's sore. Yeah. Nah. It, yeah, it's a classic stitch up. No, no, no. And now, I'm, now I'm in my room unpacking the rocks. I don't know where to put them. Yeah. I've got to carry them one by one down. Back down to the. Now I've got a rock club and problem. Yep. Now my, problem. my name's Craig Bellamy and I'm known to be angry and I've got to blow up. So, I mean, it is one of the great pranks. We've got James Tedesco switching yogurt for mayo in Sam Verrill's desert, dessert. Not desert, desserts. Um, you sure it's not desert? Uh, let me have a read here. Yep. <laughs> now, uh, this is a classic. This is. This is real cheeky. Well, I'm real trying to cheeky. work out if Buzz Rothfield was in on this one as well with a bit of a mayo switch up. Buzz is like, oi, I like this one. Let me come in. I'll supply the mayo. Mm. They got it on camera, which is very important for a classic stitch up, and uh, it was a good one. If you don't get a, a stitch up on camera, did it ever happen? I don't think so. I don't think so. And it's also, you know, Verrills has been there for a while now, but it's still elder statesman in Tedesco, the captain of the club, setting the tone, yes, breaking it up. Like, listen, we got a fucking bunch of injuries and retirements and we're under the pump and we're under siege, but I'm here, I'm your skipper, and I'm still having a laugh. So yeah. you can relax. I believe he learned that stitch up off an old stitch up they pulled on Buzz Rothfield where they switched his mayo for yogurt. Get out of <laughs> yeah. here. True story. And Buzz was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? He's sitting down to a big bowl of mayo, <laughs> start his day, and they switched it for yogurt. No shit. Send him fucking well, all the best ideas are usually stolen. They so, are. I mean, yeah. I love that. I, just, I had to point that out. Yeah. It's good to know. It's good mm. to know the history of uh, that kind of classic stitch up onto Cooper Johns. Cooper Johns asked his dad for a paternity test. I mean, this was classic and also epic on all proportions, mm. asking your own father for a paternity test on radio. Uh, was on radio, correct? It was, Colin Jackie O. Yeah, I mean, this is that's the level they're working at. They're almost working in a different kind of stratosphere, yeah. the Johns family. They are. The Johns family, obviously elite at their craft and what mm. they do, and if they go pranks, they go big. Oh, yeah. He's had, a, he's had a couple this year, Cooper, when he rang him up and said that he'd fucking pushed Bellamy. That yeah. was hilarious That was well. also hilarious. 
Maddie, uh, Maddie's been under the pump this year from his son. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Cooper's been giving it to him. And Maddie, a prankster. So to, to prank Maddie is pretty fucking elite. Well, where do you think he learned it? And the irony is... Like father, like son. Chip it, off the old block time. He's almost pranking himself because he made him. That's right. Maddie you know John's I mean? still the prankster in this one. Exactly. He's actually... He almost could be nominated. He, he, matter of fact, the nominee should be Maddie John's because he's pranking himself. Through his son. Through, his, through son. his son. And like he created him, he taught him everything he knows. So matter, this is actually a much deeper conversation mm. of who is the pranker and who is the pranky. Yeah, it's an inception-based thing that I think Christopher Nolan's working on a script for currently. Um, it's called Prankster. It's called, I thought it was called Prankception, but that I don't, it might be a working title. I haven't spoken to Chris Rick. I think, I think the initial running name is in when it was in all code because they didn't want it leaked was Prankster. Right. But the name they may be going with is Prankception. Okay. Well, that's good to know. We'll obviously touch base with Chris before, um, you know, this goes to air and we'll, it'll be on screen, whatever Chris has said. Do you think there's a lot well, of Chris legs is in different. that? Mm. Do you think there's legs in that idea? Yes. Yes, 100%. <laughs> About an old man trying to figure out if he's pranking himself or not <laughs> via his son <laughs> because he taught him everything he knows. Well, he, he made him. Not and just he taught made him, him, created him. I think that is a blockbuster. Yep. I mean, look at Avatar. That's yeah. what I'd say. James Cameron's <laughs> shit in his pants right and now. And like, every, you know, his son, has a, his son has a son, so his grandson's pranking him, and that's the second level deep in that's prankception. The, that's the deeper prankception where it's like, holy shit, my grandson's pranking me, but then like, I mean, am I even pranking myself or is my dad pranking me? And like, is my I son- the son of my dad. In, is my son pranking me by having a son to prank me? So is it actually my son's prank, does not it go my back grandson's? To his prank? Yes. It all started with me. Yes. So maybe it does. But did it start with me? Or did it not? Am I just a cog in this prank wheel and I'm not aware of it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of unanswered questions that will be answered by Christopher Nolan in his upcoming, um, <laughs> you know, film blockbuster <laughs> called Prank Section <laughs> coming this summer to yeah. a cinema near you. Yes. You've been pranked. It's like, like, prank, not really a thing. <laughs> Movie never happened. Yeah. Sucker. You, got ya. you fucking yeah. idiot. Yeah, oh. Or did we? Or did we? Is it happening? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, okay, Jonathan Thurston gets stitched up live on Channel 9. I think this, this, this was a great. good one. Yeah, yeah, good little giggle. Yeah, it was. Was it, a, was it a Friday night? Whatever night it was, it was just, it was beautiful. You know, you're sitting in your lounge room. And when you see Thurston laughing, a, a goat of rugby league and a goat laughter rugby league, it j just brings a smile to your face. Yep. The face that he pulls, though, when James Bracey, like, starts to pretend like he's booting and gut run, has to run off and, like, Thurston sort of looking at him run off and then just turns to look at the camera like, oh, fuck, what? <laughs> and then just has to start hosting. It was a very good stitch-up. Wholesome. 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 Mm. That's what you'd call it? Yeah. Wholesome stitch-up. Yep. Family One the fun. whole family can enjoy. Everyone, you can all sit on the couch for that stitch-up. That's mm. right. Now, the winner, it may confuse people. The winner is because we are still unsure whether Maddie or Cooper pranked each other. So the winner is James Francisco.
the, all the pressure, they've got all those injuries, just bringing the boys. The captain, it's a captain's knock. Yeah. Captain's prank. Yeah. A captain's prank. Yeah. That's uh, a captain's ton. Yeah. Bring the boys back to, you know, even keel. Yeah. So it's not that serious, boys. I'm all good. I'm not stressed. Hey, it's all good. It's me. Yeah, look, I know we've lost 50% of our fucking side, <laughs> but there's still room for jokes at this club. Yeah. Now, nominee for second rower of the year. We've got four nominees here. Isaiah Papali'i, Angus Crichton, Dave Fafita, Keon Kolomatangi. Thoughts Oof. on these ones, boys? Oof. Good Lord. Oof. There's some motherfuckers. Oh, in yeah. Second Big, row. thick boys on the edge there. I'd like to firstly, Denon, if I can, mm. congratulate Keon Kolomatangi uh, because I feel like he, he's sort of, it's been a bit of a breakout year for mm. him. Big, thick boy. Big, thick. He was in Origin Camp for a, for as like an 18th man or something. Could have been nominated for Shit Chop of the Year. Could have been nominated for Shit Chop. Unlucky to miss out there. Mm. Maybe that was because you're new-ish and, you know, it just sort of you take your time to earn the, yeah. something like that. But he had a great fucking start. He's had a great year, sorry, forgive me, mm. and a very deserved nominee. Same goes for Isaiah Papali'i of Bar- Best Buy all time. Oh, yeah. Oh, Warriors yeah. let him go. You'd be fucking right up there. Have be to be right up there. Have to be. Angus Crichton, as we said before, uh, taking the mantle off the now retired Boyd Cordner and setting the fucking standard oh, yeah. for the boys to follow. Yep. Like, he's a tone setter. He's a tone setter on the edge, mate. And he snaps people in half. Solid as a rock. With reckless abandon. Put my arm around him once and thought that I may have been befriending a statue. Wow. Mm. Oh, he's but all it granite. Was, it was actually a, it was a man. He's all granite, Tom. Yep. He's granite from top to bottom. And that's what you want in a fucking back rower. Yeah. Granite in their soul. So that's a terrific nominee. Uh, David Fafita, obviously, from a, he goes from the Broncos to the Titans. People are like, can he replicate that form there? Can he rip? Can he tear? Can he still co- score tries? Yeah, fucking oath he can. Well, he scored the most tries that any Titans ever scored in a season. And he, how does that sound? How does that like sound? Equal second for most of a forward ever, too. Yeah, well, okay, yeah he's sure. only the third forward to score more yeah, than yeah. 17. Uh, so. what, you, did, you, did you doubt... My ability to fucking rip and tear. Rip and tear. He's a rugby club. league handful. Yes. That's exactly right. People are like, oh, you're not, you can't be a handful away from the Broncos. He's yeah. like, like, fuck, I can't. Absolutely. Watch this, baby. David's Easy. had a great year. Great year. Now, the winner of the second row of the year is, I don't think we have it written down yet, so we're waiting for Dior to read it down. So that's on Maddie. That's, a, that's, a, that's not an administrative error. That's oh, a yeah, fuck up. Because we don't have admin, because no. they, they don't actually do. Look, as we said, sometimes there's fuck ups, but that's the podcasting game. You baby. own fuck content. Ups. Yeah, you gotta own it. You gotta own it. We own now, it. Now, we do have a whips a whip handy yes. if you want to I keep one in the car. Yeah. But I think maybe we make Maddie and Dave whip each other. Yeah. Or scissor each other while we whip them. Yeah. Scissoring. Scissor while we whip them. Yeah. On uh, live TV. There we go. There it is. Isaiah Papali'i and the other one is Angus Crichton. So you only wrote one on that. That's all right. He only wrote one. Wow. Congratulations. 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 Isaiah Papali'i and Angus Crichton. Now, this is the Rugby League Community Award. Now, in most award nights, this would be for things like helping the disadvantaged, uh, going out to hospitals and just being a really really helping good like an old lady across the Absolutely. street even whereas here on the golden beak awards is actually services rendered for off the field and what i mean by that it's rugby league players doing stupid shit that makes us laugh mm. off the field yep um Brightens our days. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we're sitting there, you know, we're just trying to get through work. Oh, fucking NRL players fucking got pissed and passed out somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's just a colour. It colours our lives. That's exactly right. 
We don't want it to be black and white. No. Sometimes we want a little colour. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Listen, if life was meant to be lived in black and white, we wouldn't see colour. But we do. But we do. Which is why you need colourful personalities doing colourful things. In a colourful sport. In a colourful sport to make our world more colourful. <laughs> Makes sense. Now, the nominees are... Adam Elliott for pashing another rugby league player in the toilets. Um, I mean, this is great stuff. This is good, honest rugby league. You know, it's, it's good, honest rugby league. It's also just good, honest, uh, I'm 25 in the prime of my life and have a huge dick. You know, like, <laughs> I, I, I loved it. Shoot me. You know shoot me I mean? for having a big dick and being 25. Yeah. Like, okay, if the cubicle's calling mine and her name and I've got a big hog, <laughs> so be it. You know so, what I mean? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the world, it's just the a fact, it's the start of many a life. It can be. Sure can be. That's how babies thing. are made, dude. Many beautiful things have started. And as we've said cubicles. before, when you've got a hog of that sort of consequence, mm. you know, demanding that sort of blood supply, it makes a lot of the decisions for you. And I think that it, that hog actually is the number one donator of blood in the country as well. If you want to talk community service... Mm. Double O negative, I think, is the uh, the blood type the shaft has, and it's saved many a life. Oh yeah, gives a bit of plasma as well as what well, you know, because you can donate every two weeks. So the hog will nip in there and donate plasma <laughs> and on his merry way. Yeah, gets a bit lightheaded, obviously. Oh, of course, yeah, he might have to have a lie down. Yeah, you know, maybe a home. milkshake and a sausage roll, but the hog's all right afterwards. It's fine. <laughs> Now, the next nominee for services rendered off the field. Now, this wasn't this year, but I would consider it this season. The great David Fafita for going to the wrong house uh, late at the end of last year. Apparently had a few drinks, went into the wrong bedroom, was chased out, apparently, allegedly. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's a good nominee. Good rugby league tale of a bloke having a few too many cans. and No, nah, this was a, this was a, a cut and dry, uh, what's it called, like a, a mistake of sorts, a misunderstanding. Now, mm. David, once he signed to the Gold Coast... He was given the keys to the city and made the honorary mayor. David took that far too literally <laughs> and thought that that was a key to every house in the city. <laughs> you know, honest mistake. Anyone can make it. Anyone can make that mistake. David made it. Not many people get given keys to the city. David giving keys to the city, he used it. Funnily enough, it did work, but he just wasn't legally allowed to enter that premises. Well, there should have been some sort of uh, warning, I think, when given the keys to the city, which opens any door in the city because it's the key of the city. Why else would they call it that? that? you can't actually go into people's homes late at night. It doesn't allow you entry into someone's house on a legal, give you legal footing to do so anyhow. It allows I'd you say to, to do it. it's very easy to judge if you've never had a key to the city. Correct. Very yeah. easy to judge. Yeah, and yeah. never been given any clear guidelines around how you can use that key. Mm. We saw the ceremony. Not once did the mayor explain to David that he can't go into people's homes without their permission late at night. He about just two said, in the this opens any fucking door. Go have fun. <laughs> so you know. That was an honest misunderstanding. Uh, but again, you know, without David in that situation, we wouldn't have another colourful rugby league story. Absolutely. So thank you, David, for your service off the field. Uh, now, the last – this is a great nominee, really, really good. Um, it's Lachlan Lewis uh, of stealing team speakers' fame. Now, Lachlan Lewis has had a big night tonight. Uh, second nominee – it's uh, can he be a dual winner? Well, he didn't win before, so it will be tough for him to be a dual winner. But I don't know if he's nominated again. Well, he's already won an award. Did he win already? Yeah, brain explosion of the year. Now I've had a brain explosion. Where's my award? 
<laughs> we'll like, nominate you for next year. Pretty sure he won, <laughs> but that's okay. Now, you didn't even see like correcting me. Well, I was looking. You at just you let like, me ride that one into yeah, the. Yeah, well, sometimes a good ride on the way down's the only yeah. the only medicine. Yeah, I needed it. I needed but, a good riding. But Lachlan Lewis, obviously, of mm, who's JB? Like who's what were they called? JBL, JBL speakers. speakers is that? Yeah, yeah. Um, is it mine? Possibly. Well, it's not opened. It doesn't have anyone else's name on it. Well, it's not name tagged. It's not name tag. That's the rules of the playground, baby. If you don't have your name tag sewed onto your jumper, then that's on you. Well, that's not yours then. Mm. Could be fucking anyone's. Yeah, prove it's yours. Prove it's yours. Prove it's not mine. Look, and he may come from a, a long family of, of name taggers where everything's name tagged. And mm. if it's not name tagged, it's up for dispute. Yeah. And I think he's jumped in an opportunity there. A speaker left without a tag. He thought, oh, fuck, I'll take that. Yeah. And sell it for a bit of, uh, you know, walking around money. Yeah. Little play money. It's one Little of the, off season money. It's one of the great off field indiscretions because no one got hurt. We still don't know what actually happened. Uh, but boy, oh boy, has it been funny watching this whole thing. He unfold. did make the sale though. He obviously had to return the money once he was. So that's been confirmed. Well, he was he was caught in the act of giving, oh, it, trans, to of giving it to the, the courier. Yeah, to take it. That's how he got. <laughs> so he was down the car park handing it over to the courier, mm. and one of the staff members was like. What are you doing with that? <laughs> yeah. oh my God. That's team issue. And, uh, and he said to him, oh, but it wasn't tagged. Was yeah, it? he's like, there was no, no name, name tag. tag on that. Which, again, honest mistake. And that, then that has obviously, thing. you know, had a little bit of time to think about it and thought, maybe I'll just say it was a joke. Do you think he's never roomied with someone? And, and that's, that he doesn't understand that, like, just because it's in your vicinity where you're living, it's not actually yours? Very, look... There's every possibility that this is his first experience of living in a room with someone else. Maybe he's always lived by himself. You know, mm. maybe he's been living by himself since he was a child. There's yeah. a lot of unknowns. And without, you know, Lachlan telling us, you know, firsthand, we're only speculating. Yeah. Anything's possible. But at the end of the day, just good for rugby league. Well, when oh, you sit yeah. down it's at just the start a good story for rugby league. Oh, when you yeah. sit down at the start of the season and you go like, you know, let's crystal ball some, some scallywag behaviour that might, you know, happen over the season ones like this are not even the greatest writer of any australian soap opera whether it be neighbors or home and away could write this you know what i mean it's just a gift from the gods and we've got the best writers in the world we've got the best writers in the world mm. rugby league soap opera writers the best in the world absolutely absolutely so the winner of services rendered off the field is the great Lachlan Lewis, the yeah, first, ever player, yes, the first ever player to win two awards at the Golden Beak Awards. Congratulations, Lockie. Incredible performance off the field and brought many a, you know, what I loved about it is no one got hurt. It's a bit of fun and we just move on. It's, it's a, a giggle. A little giggle. It's all it is, bit of fun. A bit of fun. Now, but watch, watch out for your shit if you're around him. Yeah, yeah. 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 Put, put a name tag. Stuff. Name tag at least. Name tag at, no, just at, name at tag. a bare minimum. Just name tag. It. Or a, a lock box. Now, nominees for, for lock of the year are Isaiah Yo, Cameron Murray, Tino Fa'asuama Alawi, Victor Radley. Who is your who do, who do you like in that list? Good lord. I mean, there's another Dubbo boy in there, Eddie. I know that's going to get your little pencil filled with lead. Consider it filled. Uh, Isaiah Yo is a motherfucker. Uh, he served his state this year, Tom. Yeah. I believe you said a plum earlier, which I liked as a word, and I'm going to use it now. Served his state with the plum. Hmm. He was unbelievable. Mm. He was like, give me that fucking student and let me get things happening, baby. Yeah. 
I'll be the link man and I'm going to fucking do a job. Well, he's he's been, a link man, all right. He's a fucking great link man. And he's, he's a job doer. He, well, he, like, he goes, okay, what's my job? Yep, I'll do it. Yeah. He doesn't ask questions. No. Nah. He doesn't fucking ask for an explanation. He doesn't or talk back. He doesn't want it to be read read to him. He goes, give me my job. All right, I've got it. I'll go do it. It's mm. as simple as that. Yeah. That's what you fucking want. He also looks like he's about 38, which I want in my footballers <laughs> that yeah. are young. You know what I mean? Boyd Corden. Boyd Corden is younger than me and he looks like he's 55. <laughs> and you're younger you than want. me and you look like you're 55. Exactly. That's what you want sometimes in your leaders. That would type. make Boyd 100 years old. Yeah. That's what you want in your leaders. You want youth looking old as fuck. Yeah. But also looking like a bloke you'd follow into battle. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'd follow Isaiah. Reliable. That's Isaiah. Yo. Hell of a fucking season. Cameron Murray um, of super fuckable and I can play the ball quicker than anyone else in the history of the game. Yeah. Fame. <laughs> yeah. He's of, had a great season. I mean, I also would love to know what his hair routine is. Not from a shampoo standpoint, but what's he putting in it? Mm. It just is always... Just slicked a little bit. I just think naturally hot. It's got a bit of bounce in it too. Yep. Which I like. Mm. It's, it's, he's just, I think everything about him is hot. Hot as fuck. Softly spoken. Mm. Got a hot voice, but speaks softly, mm. unimposing. But mm. also imposing. But also imposing. But also like makes you weak at the knees. <laughs> yeah, like drops your panties. And the thing. great Tino. He's had a fantastic year of the Titans. Worked his absolute dick off. And also Victor Radley, I mean, didn't play as much footy. As he would have hoped. Well, it's because he was too busy inflicting. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was inflicting. You know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Can't, he, like, if your name is Victor the Inflictor, don't get the shits when he, when he loses out a couple of games for inflicting. It's what he does. fucking presence on people. It's you know what, what I mean? It's Absolutely. Part, it's par for the course, mate. You're going to lose him a couple of games a year for inflicting. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. It'd be like getting angry at us for talking about sport when our name is Hello Sport. Yeah. Or bloke in a bar and being in a bar setting. It's mm. like, bro, that's what... We do. I mean, Victor I'm sure. Flicks. Surely his lawyer argued that at the MRC committee, going, uh, his nickname is Victor the Inflictor. How the hell? What? Are you, it's like, sorry for breathing. Yeah, exactly. Mate, back in the day, that would have been enough. But, you know, today, this full of box tickers and red tape and <laughs> shit, the game, and, you know, red to some degree. fucking one of the biggest issues in the game, rugby league. You can right blame right red tape for Victor losing games because red 20 years ago, 30 years ago, they would have walked in there and said, the bloke's name's Victor in the Inflictor. He has, you know... He's been inflicting, sure, but that's his name. But he Literally. also has, like, he needs to uphold his name. He's mm. setting a standard. He's got to set the standard. I'll tell you, there's one thing ruining the game. It's red tape. It's fucking red tape, mate. Take the red tape out and you got a better product. Simple it's, as that. Seriously, the amount of red tape that's just bringing this game down over the last... I mean, when a guy like Victor Adley can't fucking inflict... Yeah. When I that's his know. fucking name, yeah. then everyone, yeah. you call him that in the promo messages. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. you're yeah. like, Start this bloke's name is Victor the Inflictor, and everyone loves it, and Yahoo's, and fucking pats each other on the back, and he gets out there and does a little inflicting, <laughs> and you ban him. Get the red tape fucking out and fucking ridiculous, ridiculous. And then he has a couple on the plane and does a bit of inflicting on the general public, and people get the shits with that. Yeah, that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> what am I missing? Yeah, I bet he's fucking confused. Oh, he fucking oh, he's fuck. seen a shrink. He's like, I can't work it out. <laughs> great season, though. Yeah, great, great season. season. But the winner of Lock of the Year 2021 is Cameron Murray. Well deserved. Yeah. Well great deserved. The great Cameron Murray. I mean, he has had such just so consistent all year long. Quick play the ball, as you said, and hot as fuck. Now on to the bed shit of the year. It's almost the crown jewel of the Golden Beak, the bedsheet of the year. This is, uh, this is a category of a club or a player, but mainly a club, 
who has done something so absurd that you're sitting there going, what is actually Adam doing? The nominees are QRL, shit the bed with Mulatalo. Mm. Only less than 24 hours before he's about to make his debut, we find out he's technically not eligible. I mean, thoughts on that bed shit, boys? Big fucking bed shit. Well, it's a, it's a uniquely Queensland bed shit, isn't it, Eddie? You know, they just fucking want it. They just think they run origin. They can do whatever the fuck they want. It also spoke to the fact that they had a man coaching them that probably wasn't up to it. But it was a bed shit. And I, I mean, at the end of the day, the, you know, the only person who was left covered in shit, it was poor old Ronaldo. Mm. And he didn't deserve to be it covered. It wasn't even shit. his poo. No. Mm. It wasn't his poo he was covered in. He didn't shit himself. He was no. covered in someone else's poo. And that's what hurt the most, yeah. I think. Absolutely. Seeing a young bloke who dr- dared to dream has always dreamt of wearing the Maroon for Queensland, has played all his junior footy for the Maroons, and then at the final hour, at the 11th hour, because the boxes weren't ticked, the T's weren't crossed, and the I's weren't dotted, Tom, he, let, he gets left covered in shit. Now, you've got to point the finger at someone. You can point him at the rules all you like. You've got to fucking... Surely they can test the feces, though, right, to work out whose poo it actually was. Well, that's mm. right. I don't know if they've got any samples, but if they do, you'd, you'd find out pretty quickly. They can tell if COVID's in sewage. Surely they can tell if that's Paul Green's poo, if that's, you know, the QRL board's poo. Could be a rules, the rules poo. It could be a poo from the rule, rule makers of the game. Mm. Look, test the poo. That's what I'd say. Yeah. And then you'll get your answer. The, I think the key, the, the common thread here is the red tape again. Yeah. Red tape, once again, ruining a young man's dreams. So you're saying it's red tapes? That's poo. a Queensland no, 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 it's red I, tape because it's Queensland poo. No, no, I, think, I think, look, Queensland poo, but it's been wrapped with red tape. Sure. So like a pass the parcel wrapped in red tape and it's filled with Queensland poo. Look, I, I know who threw the poo, poo, and that was New South Wales. We they definitely threw it. I don't know whose poo it was. They didn't throw no poo. No, no. Poo was absolutely thrown by New South Wales because they're the ones that come out and said something to, about to, it. To accuse us of throwing poo. No, no. I think all, it, well, all we did was... Queensland rugby league's got a fucking package. Sling, that's slinging full poo. of poo. Yeah, wrapped in we, red tape. We, we pointed out that there was poo wrapped in red tape. And I don't know if you should be bringing that into an origin setting. Well, that's, that's a hazard. Said. Well, it's biosecurity. It's biosecurity measure in these times. Oh yeah, no trying one to keep it. the game going. Exactly, and you're carrying around bags of poo. Look, I think we're going to have to agree to disagree. I think the poo was definitely slung by New South Wales. We've never thought um, of and not look, nature. No. I'm We're willing to throwers. meet you halfway in, in regards to testing whose poo it was because it is important to find out who did put poo on Mulatalo. <laughs> <laughs> now, the second bed shit. It's funny, poo, bed shit. Yeah. Uh, Warriors losing Isaiah Papali'i. He's gone from a guy that was in and out of first grade to literally winning back rower of the year. Thoughts? Yeah, it's a bed shit. It's a, it's a bed shit. That's classic. It's it's almost though like with the Warriors, sometimes their bed shits don't stand out as much as other clubs because the Warriors prone to bed shits just more generally. Mm. But certainly when you see, I think they did a swap with Kane Evans for Isaiah and it's no knock on Kane Evans of fold some cunt fame. <laughs> but when you look at the, uh, I guess the outcome of that swap, one might argue that the Warriors didn't get the better end of the deal. You could argue that in court, Tom. Wouldn't be a court in the land you couldn't argue that in. Mm. Not a court in the land. 
You go that to the high court. Yeah, you, you could, could argue that. You wouldn't even need to go to the high court, though. You'd that probably go to make, small claims. That would be like, make nah, it, we yeah. got. Yeah, you're but right. But you could that go to the high court. You could absolutely take it to the but high court. But you could go to small claims. You go all the way up to the high court. It wouldn't make it to, to high court. They wouldn't waste their time. With they wouldn't time. waste their time, right? But you could. But yeah. you could. Okay. Is the point. All right. I'm with you. I'm with you. Now, <laughs> bed shit. Raiders lo- unnecessary losing George Williams. George Williams saying, look, I'll stay to the end of the year. I just need to go back next year because I'm having a kid and, you know, we need family support. Breaking contract, though, fair. Like to to put everything all everything out there, he yeah. was breaking contract. But they said, no, you know what? You want to go next year? You can go right now. Then Raiders went on to basically, you know, not have a high, high elite level um, half, even though the great Sam Williams did his job. Uh, George Williams was obviously the preferred half at the start preferred of the year. Preferred Williams. Prefer, he was a preferred Williams. Yeah. Which I never really understood. Sam Williams was the George Williams from Wish. Uh, Sam Williams has is the only NRL player not to fill out the sleeves of his jersey. <laughs> The only player in the competition with a loose jersey. I don't know what that is about Sam. He's the nut trucker of halves. He gets. He gets. He's absolutely the nut trucker of halves. That he, is a perfect way to describe Sam. And if there was a award, if there was a award tonight for halves at truck nut, dude, he should be in the Raiders Hall of Fame. I think he's played hundred games. Not you know what? All for That's the Raiders, way more than all, all of us. Fucking oath. That's it is. way That's more. That's why we're celebrating us. his greatness. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, yeah, look, it was you know not great for the Raiders. No, probably has a lot to do with their. Um, Average season? Well, yeah. I mean, it's. have you heard the term cutting off your nose to spite your face, gentlemen? I have. I've thought Perfect about it. example. It's like you fucking let us down, we're going to cut off our nose, and then we're, our face is fucked. And that's what the Raiders' season was. They had a fucked face ever, ever since they let uh, George, George Williams. Is that the equivalent of cutting off your dick to spite your balls? Yes, Exactly. Well, that's where the, the, the term came from. But the nose was more universally applicable across... Genders and more visible. <laughs> yes, if you cut off your dick to spite your balls, you can do that. I'd advise against both. Don't don't cut your dick off to spite your balls. No, or your balls off to spite your dick. Don't cut them. That's a bad idea. Yeah, that's a that's you haven't thought that one through. That is, if you do that, you're going to be up here next year for bed sheets and brain explosion of the year. Yeah, unless you you're up for unless you you want to be a dual winner like fucking Lucky Lewis and maybe do it. Well, I think Matty the Waterboy said he'd cut his dick off if Raiders rabbit, uh, Rabbitohs win tonight. Really? But that's not to spite his balls, though. That's more in celebration. I feel like his balls would feel spited. They would. You're right. They would. But it was. It's not in spite of them mm. that they would be spited. Look, you know, these are all questions that we need. Would to... Would you still to suck Eminem's dick to win Rabbitohs? That he was nodded. A, yeah, he nodded. He nodded quite like didn't even take a second. Literally, to he was nodding no, before. Was, I he, like that was the that was a that was a nod. He basically just nodded at Would you suck Eminem's dick? He was like. Look, we could probably throw a couple of names at him and we might get the same response. <laughs> we could literally just say, would you suck a dick? Mm. Say, yeah. Yeah. Which is great. I love it. Love that. Dude, um, yeah, I love that for cock. you, Manny. I love that for you. Uh, I mean, you suck the devil's dick. So look, saying, where you, look where Manly are. Nothing wrong with sucking a dick. <laughs> Clip that up. <laughs> Clip it. <laughs> now, on to the last nominee for bed shit of the year, the Brisbane Broncos. Unfortunately, losing one of the game's next superstars in Reese Walsh. Thoughts on that one, gentlemen? Would you say they lost a, one of the game's current superstars? Not next, current, because he was selected for state of origin. Look, you could say that. I wouldn't argue against it. Yeah, I, I think future's a funny word. Yeah, future's mm. trying to sort of like minimise the bed shit here. It's like, it wasn't that bad. Has anyone in the history of the game let go of a representative star <laughs> that season? No. Because you didn't think he was up to it? No. 
That's the only and then time he goes and gets selected for the state. Yep. After after a season of ripping and a tearing. And because you didn't like what you saw. And you needed a fullback, which is the position he plays. You could have done with a five eight as well, which he also manages to play. Isn't that interesting? It's one of the dumbest fucking decisions, Eddie, in the history of rugby. You league. know what's the most annoying about it? And this is coming from a fan's perspective. I don't give a fuck about the Broncos, but mm. as a fan, I would be like, answer the, some questions. Yeah. Come out and explain to me why you've let go of a representative start when we need fucking posi- fullback. Could have done there. Six. Could have done there. Fucking answer some questions. That's what I'd say. Yeah. What would mm. you say, Denon? Well, I feel like Kevy has he has alluded to the fact that you know it was an error. He's alluded to the fact that look, we don't always get it right, and we would love to have Reese Walsh back if he decided to come back to the great club that is the Brisbane Broncos. I mm. think that sometimes when you love something, you've got to let it go. If it is true love, they will come back. And I feel like that is true love. Reese Walsh will be back in a Broncos jersey next few years, I think. Did, did, um, paying massive overs. But didn't you let him go because you didn't love him? Uh, it wasn't me. I was actually saying he should start fullback. Did you know, just like the Broncos in general, though, wasn't they? they didn't um, let him go because they loved him. I don't know. It's because we loved him. We wanted him to grow. But we already had throbbers at the back there. But, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. you try to trade him or like loan him out? He was traded. They didn't but even then, get then the trade him. didn't work. And the trade, oh, so they, they, they tried to the loan, and then the trade didn't work. So, so they, they just, just him. they just lost him. So they didn't get anything <laughs> for him either. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Now the winner the old of Bedshit of the year, Bedshit of the year, two thousand twenty-one. It is the great Brisbane Broncos. Yeah. There was only one winner. They yeah. had to win something. This they year. had to win something. Oh yeah. Here we go. There was only one winner. Bedshit of the year, losing. Not only did we lose an absolute gun, but we lost a hot boy. And yeah, you did. As Eduardo always <laughs> would say, when in doubt, go hot. Go hot, baby. With eyes from heaven itself. Now, I'm going to let you guys uh, really delve in deep to this, but uh, this next award is the first of its kind, mm. but it is the award for Mr. Oomph. Yep. Please explain to the punter and the dribbler what oomph is. Look, oomphs. Oomph can be a bit of an intangible property, can't it, Eddie? Obviously, you know... Hard to spot. It's hard to spot, but you know when you see it. Obviously, someone who rips and tears doesn't mind a fucking... They can put a shot on. They, they're aggressive. They'll fucking give you a bit of a face working over in the ground. They're, they're, they're pushing the boundaries of what rugby league can be. You just, they're a you, presence. Yeah. You need someone to give a bit of oomph to your side when you've got a bunch of beaters. Well, not beaters. That's mean. But people that aren't necessarily delivering on oomph, they need someone to show them how to deliver on oomph. Yeah. It's, it's as simple as that. You've got to set the standard. You've got to fucking go out there. You've got to rip. You've got to tear. And you've got to lead by example. You've got to get yellow carded. At least a few oh, times in a season. Oh, mate, you want to see the bin every now and then. Yeah. You've got to see the bin every now and then. Well, some say that oomph, you know, comes from the bin. It does. It's it born there. It's, oomph is born in the bin. Like the first time a bloke got sin bin, he sat on the bench and oomph was created in that moment. Yeah. A lot of these blokes were created in the bin. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Oscar man. Grouch vibes, yeah. mate. Literally con- conceived in, they in the bin. They were conceived in the sin bin. Conceived like in 10 bin. minutes back in the day when you went in the bin, there was actually no cameras. No, and, so, little, and there was a little, like, uh, screen. Yeah. yeah, and so these blokes, it would not surprise me if, because there were no cameras, they were actually conceived uh, behind that little curtain that you speak yeah. of, Eddie. In a um, bin. So the nominees are Victor Radley. Yeah, he's all Surprise, oomph. surprise. Hetherington. Oomph. Warrior Hargreaves. Oomph. And Jazz Tavega. Oomph. Oomph, oomph. Oomph, oomph. Yeah. Now, you could honestly give this award to any of these guys because, ooh, yeah, they bring a lot of oomph. Chock full of oomph. Um, oomph coming out the pores. Oomph by the bin load. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, Go for a run. Sweat doesn't come out. Oomph comes out. No, no, the sweat oomph. <laughs> sweat oomph. Just bottle it. But maybe we should it. consider You'd bottling oomph. Well, oomph would be a great cologne. Mm. Just, you know, that's all I'm thinking right now. Good pre-workout yeah. as well. There's a lot of, I think there's a lot of things you could do with oomph, to be honest. You really could. Oomph, oomph uh, is one of those, like it's a utility... Uh, what is it? I mean, yeah. it's a utility Well, you can't even describe it. No. It is so versatile. Yeah. You want to lift three times your body weight? Oomph. Have some oomph before you go train. Dude. You want to make fucking yeah. 50 tackles and snap people in half and break ribs oomph. and shit? Oomph. Here's a bottle of oomph. Pretty simple. You want to you cause an all-in scuffle on a rugby league field? Build? Oomph. 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 Want to get sent off? Oomph. <laughs> want to be covered in blood yelling yeah, yeah, at your yeah. opposition? Want to play, wanna play 40 again. minutes of a game with a fucking shirt ripped in half? Oomph. Yeah, you want to you wanna break someone's ribs? Oomph. You want to play with broken ribs? Oomph. You want to get needle up every time you go out to play? Oomph. 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 But we only can have one winner, and the winner of this year's Oomph Award is the great Victor Adley. I just well thought well deserved. Well deserved. He brought a lot of oomph this year. A lot of oomph. The man's all oomph. He is all oomph, literally. He was, it was a period there where he was literally bleeding oomph as he yeah, was playing. All um, now, now for the rookie of the year, we have nominees Sam Walker, Reese Walsh, Dane Laurie, and Josh Schuster. Uh, look, all hot boys. All hot boys. Maybe the hottest rookie class we've had. I would 100% support that argument name yeah. a hotter one yeah i couldn't also important to point out that josh schuster also the first legally blind nrl player yeah so congratulations to him yes absolutely yep. now josh. breaking boundaries left right and center absolutely but there can only be one rookie of the year and it is the great sam walker hot boy extraordinaire playing some incredible footy Reese Walsh missing out by a bee's dick and Dane Laurie having a fantastic year at the Tigers and Schuster, as we just mentioned, playing blind, which does count for something. Now, on to one of the most coveted awards. It's the second last award of the night. Mr. Arousing 2021. This award has actually been given out before. Cameron Murray, 2019-2020. Your thoughts on the nominees here. Kalen Ponga, Reese Walsh, Cameron Murray, Connor Watson and Joey Manu. Well, it's a who's who of fuckable football. Yeah, oh, yeah. You, again, Ruben's been left out, but the list itself stacks the fuck up. Oh, yeah. Saw a video of Connor Watson out for dinner the other day with his shirt off. Yeah. Um, well, he actually, I don't, he has, when he's out to dinner, he wears it, he doesn't wear a shirt. I know why now. I'm mm. like, fuck me. Mm. Like, he's just, you know what he's doing? He's such a gentleman that he's making everyone else's dining experience better. Yeah. yeah. He's like, a, he's like a walking water feature. You yeah. know what I mean? Where it's just like, oh, this just makes everything nicer around here. You know, it's just like, I won't wear a shirt. You're tucking into a nice pasta and you look over and you see a shirtless Connor Watson mm-hmm. and you think, holy shit, this meal has just got better. Yeah. I didn't think it could, but it has. Yeah. Yelp reviews, positive. If you're oh, in that yeah. restaurant. Absolutely. And you want to make sure there's like um, the tablecloths covering your boner because if you're all sitting there with boners, that would be weird. No, no, you've got to have a table. You've got to have a yeah. table covering you because otherwise it's boner central. Well, yeah. Connor only goes to restaurants that have tablecloths for that very reason. He's a gentleman. <laughs> Reese Welsh, obviously, like... Oh, shit. Good Lord. I mean, they're making pheromone wipes of him. Yeah. So yeah. Well, he pissed on Kevin Walters. He sm- you know, like, I mean, the, yeah. the scent, you know, that's, that's what he's about. He's so he, hot. He pissed on him and then Kevin Walters came out after saying he wanted him back at the club. That's how much... That's how hot he is. That's how hot he is. And yeah. as you said, Eddie... 
you know, uh, it's great to see young footballers look to the future beyond their careers. And for Reese to move into the pheromone wipe game, just sort of, you know, pissing on wipes for people to wipe on themselves to attract women. It's a great thing to see. It's a string to the bow of a hot boy. Mm. That's terrific. And he's also got eyes that won't quit. Oh, so. yeah. I haven't seen him quit all year. No, the eyes don't quit. I mean, have you, he's nearly gotten scuffles many occasions, but it never eventuates. Why? Because the eyes, he get, they hits the enemy with the eye. How are you punching that gorgeous face? No, you can't. My eyes don't quit. Sorry. Sorry. Whoops. And they're sitting there going, stop looking at me. And he's like, my eyes can't quit. My eyes don't quit. Whoops, my eyes don't quit. Sorry. Sorry, my eyes don't quit. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, Cameron Murray, well, it speaks for itself, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, it I mean? does. Like, we've, we've spoken about him at length, I think. Mm. Yep. Then you've got the great Joe Manu, who has the smoothest sexual, most sexual skin you can imagine. Yeah. Beautiful Carmel, Carmel Brown mm. out on the edges there. And also, he did win Hot Boy of the Year in the Men's Weekly. And he looks great in denim. Yes. Which looks great is in denim. always a tick. Ken Dance as well, actually, if you've checked his Instagram. Ken Dance. Ken Dance has a Twitch channel as well. Find I mean, he's a full package. Dance. He is a full, full package. But looks great, gentlemen. The winner of Mr. Arousing 2021 is... For the third year in a row, Cameron wow. Murray. It's a dynasty. It's a dynasty. He is the Melbourne Storm of arousing people. The elusive three-peat. He has well, done the three-peat. No, I didn't either. I didn't think he would see it. It's yep. a historic night. Absolutely. It's a night of nights. It's the Golden Beaks. It is the Golden Beak, and, it, and it, it's, it's fitting that history is made in the inaugural night. Yeah. That's right. I mean, we wanted a bit of history tonight at the the first, the inaugural Golden Beaks, and we've got it. Oh, fuck yeah, we've got it. <laughs> Lachlan Lewis, got the double gong. Cam Murray, three in a row. Yeah. Terrific night. Really mm. terrific night. At the night of nights. Yeah. The Golden and, Beaks. And we said we were going to go hot, and we've gone hot. Oh, we've got, it's hard not to go hot when oh, it's yeah. the rule you live your life by. Yeah. It's, what I, it's my mantra. Now, any la final thoughts before we give the Golden Beak Award, fellas? I think it's been one of the great nights of all time. Yeah. I'd say that off the, off the cuff. Um, it's been a pleasure sort of dissecting a variety of awards with you gentlemen. Career highlight. It's certainly a career highlight of mine. Um, the awards have been incredible. The nominees, so too. Deserving. Uh, and the winners, I mean, we haven't picked wrong, I don't think. No. Not that we voted. but Well, the, 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 the Golden Beat Committee did. Yeah. Now, are we on there? We're not allowed to admit or say who was on there, but the Golden Beat Committee did vote look we're wrapped up in an nda yeah. and that's all we can say <laughs> but it's been a great night great great, great night. night um now the nominees for the golden beak award are tom dravoyevich nathan cleary cody walker and jerome hughes again all very deserving rugby league footballers uh you know you, you think back to the junior days when they're just there young kids the game doesn't matter it's just about having fun and playing footy and winning and scoring tries and ripping and tearing you, you think back to those days you think back to their families you know and then you fast forward to now and you're like wow they're on the precipice of a, of a momentous occasion here and maybe the greatest moment of their young lives mm. the golden beaks there's a lot to digest there's a lot to take in it's emotional to be honest oh it's very emotional a lot of i mean stellar performances this year almost career defining years for those gentlemen mm. so it's tough to pick but just casting an eye over the nominees i just think of a footballer on a path to immortality who hasn't forgotten his roots who you know is prepared to go down to monoval oval every weekend and turn snags and cut, cut onions. onions you know just loves the game of rugby league loves mm. what it what it means to the community to his yeah. family to the to Australia at large, yeah. and is prepared to give back. Uh, and I think those sort of, you know, intangibles are 
are what defines a golden beak recipient Winner, yeah. in my opinion. Now, humble opinion. My humble opinion, Tom. Now, I haven't, you know, I can't dictate the winner any more than Tom can. No, or we're not Dennett himself. We're not we corrupt. aren't, you know, we, again, we aren't on the committee. Or are we? But yeah. I would point out that, you know, if you're prepared to cut onions every Saturday morning, that, that goes a long way in my book. <laughs> yep. So the team of the year, before we announce the Golden Beak Award, is this. Tom Dvojevic at fullback, Garrick and Toto on the wings, Olam and Manu in the centres, Walker and Cleary at six and seven, Haas and Fisher-Harris in the front row, Cheese at nine, Papali'i and Crichton the back row, Cam Murray at 13, and Nico Hines at the 14 role. But without further ado, the winner of the Golden Beak 2021 award is... The great Tom Trevojevic, he will win this trophy. An incredible year from Tom Trevojevic, incredible year. We actually have Tom, we have, we have a video from Tom. Uh, Get out. It, we have a video from Tom and it brings me, brings me great pleasure. I feel like me and Tom have a great connection. Uh, I feel like it's going to be one of the, the highlights of his career, receiving the first ever Golden Beak Award. So I'll get this video up here for you. Hey, P's and D's, it's uh, Tommy Turbo here. Just wanted to say how honoured I am to win the Converted um, Golden Beak Award. Uh, pretty special achievement to have uh, in the trophy cabinet. I can't wait to clear, clear a space out to put it up there. I'm pretty sh sure um, Denim's going to send me a massive trophy out, so big thank you there. Not too sure how, how the voting system worked, um, but if it was picked by the fans, uh, big thanks to you. If it was picked by Denim, then uh, I don't really want the award. Send it back. Uh, don't like anything he says. He's got no footy idea, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Now, look, uh, just a big thank you. Um, you know, hope you're all going well and uh, manly thirteen yeah. plus. <laughs> look, I mean, there was some there was some controversial statements there. I'm not sure what the uh, the the last bit was. Clearly, Tommy under a lot of pressure right now um, because we are essentially best mates. So very surprising. Well, yeah, I mean, um, thoughts on that acceptance speech, boys. Look, well, it was beautiful to see. That was that was poetry. I mean, fuck Shakespeare. You know <laughs> fuck I mean? Shakespeare. Fuck Shakespeare can get fucked. Yeah. Honestly, fuck Tommy him. Turbo's the fucking man yeah. now, baby. Yeah. Thanks to punters and the dribblers from the out. Bit of manly 13 plus in there. Bit of Andy Denon rhetoric. Fucking oath, mate. It was just, Mwah. it was shocker block full of the stuff Mwah. you want to see out of the inaugural Golden Beak winner. It's as simple as that. Absolutely. I mean, he, he talks the talk, baby, but he walks the walk. Yeah. So... Terrific stuff. And have you ever seen fucking Shakespeare have six line breaks in one game? Shakespeare nope. couldn't bend the fucking line to save his oh life. Oh, my God. He's a cat. Shakespeare was a cat. He's yeah, he an was absolute a cat. cat. He was a full-blown cat. He like, was a, yeah. Fuck, honestly. You ever he seen fucking... League. No. Do you, think, do you think Shakespeare's running off the hit of Jake Trevojevic into a small gap to break a game open? Is, 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 is fucking Shakespeare taking tough, tough carries out of his end? No, <laughs> he's not. Absolutely. Is, is Shakespeare bouncing back from a thrashing to come out and absolutely fucking kill it in a do-or-die finals? No, he's not. Never before has young Bill Shakespeare done a fucking thing in rugby league, in honestly, my opinion. Honestly, absolutely. But he, Bill knows that. Surely. He I hope he does. He, well, he, he knew before he went that he wouldn't fucking hold a candle to the greatest <laughs> rugby league I hope so. time player. Because poet, he's... Poet, you know, gentleman, yeah. scholar. Yeah. See, if, if he, he's only a gentleman and a scholar if he, had, if he was aware that he doesn't hold a candle to the great Tom Dravojevic because the biggest and the thickest hogs in town, they come from Dravojevic. Mm. Oh, yeah. Look, when, when you need a hog, you know who to call. <laughs> 
Big hogs don't lie. No, they don't. Can't and tell a lie. In that I think line. Fergie wrote that song. Yeah. Big hogs don't lie. She did, mm. and it was a, it was a smash hit. Classics because it makes sense, and everyone knows it. Everyone does. relates to it. Yeah. yeah. Big hogs don't lie. Tommy hasn't lied all year, and would never lie. When did I go hot? When did I go hot? Now that impossible. Anyway, guys, thank you for the first ever Golden Beak Awards. Thanks for watching, guys. Make sure to follow Hello Sport on Instagram, Hunters and Dribblers on Facebook. Subscribe to Hello Sport on any podcasting app. This has been the Golden Beak Awards 2021. Thanks for tuning in and we will see you next year.